Mike, you, uh, you mentioned the year off, and you spent a lot of time with a bunch of other coaches that you hired or worked with, and you said you analyzed every play or watched every play of the entire 2019 season. What is it that you learned from that experience that you think will benefit you most here? Well, I mean, I, I need to confess. I mean, I told Jerry I watched every play of the 2019 season, but I wanted the job. So, uh, uh, I, 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 have, I, I haven't watched every play of the season, but it, it was just, uh, I mean, you do what you got to do, right? But... Hey everybody, welcome to this his- historic show. Man. What? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you're, you're killing it. We're doing video today. We are. Now, some, most, I would say, might be listening to us. So, just remember, we're actual people with video that you could look at us on our YouTube page, www.youtube.com. Mm-hmm. At the dumb zone or slash the dumb zone? I know it's labeled as something. When's the last time you put an at symbol in a URL? Is that the, is that not done? No, it's not done at all. What is it, Blake? Um, he there, is right. We have our. There's an at. Yeah. In the URL for YouTube. Well, how is well, that possible? Well, who's the a hole now? <laughs> YouTube.com/slash at the dumb zone. Look at this go. Oh, I know everything about Okay, so you actually internet. type out at? Yeah. But you don't put the at symbol. I was with you until a couple weeks ago when I tried sharing the link, and it's, it is. It's the, the symbol. Dot com slash at the dumb zone. The symbol, the or, symbol. The, or the two letters? The symbol. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, look at guy knows everything about the internet. <laughs> this is my generation, bruv. <laughs> I've never said bruv. Ever. Well, you should because it's great. It rolls right off the tongue. So if you are watching on video, you already see there's more people here than just us. Although I can't. Our video guy is now not switching us, so I, I shouldn't say it. But anyway, we're, we have two. uh adding on a lot to his plate. Who? <laughs> video man. Oh, yeah. We can only call him video man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be. Identified, but uh, we have sitting in here in the uh, den, the Dragon Den of Inequality, located high atop my garage, where we broadcast, uh, where we record live to tape every day. Mm -hmm. By the way, Video Man, are we backing up the video? We've had a little issue with... One video? video? Okay. Are we backing up the audio, Audio Man? We are, yes. Okay. Uh, I say it's a... So, in... In studio? What was I going to say? In den? In den. On couch. <laughs> we have two guys who are listeners, apparently. Correct? You guys are familiar with this? Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Journey that we're on? <laughs> Absolutely. You're joining us in the journey? And uh, these guys were both on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire many years ago. We have uh, Jeff Jones. We have Austin Waters. Yay. Yay. One T. 
disappointed. <laughs> yes. Not like Ricky. One T Waters. Give it to Raph. More you know, Ricky Charlie. Was, Ricky was a special runner. Special Related player. to Charlie? No, unfortunately. Yeah, there was you one T. Yeah, Charlie had one T, right? Ricky yeah. had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about their experience uh, at some point. Uh, being on. I can't believe there's an at in this website. It's <laughs> it's shocking. Really. I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that too. Like, what? Are, do you have websites with exclamation points? Yeah. You know, maybe you should be involved in our show somewhat, and like the other stuff besides just showing up and sitting there and killing it. <laughs> it's not fun, is it? It's fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fun. Jake, did you know the historic <laughs> occasion that we are on right now? Show 100? Show 100! Oh. Yes! Man, I feel honored. Actually, 101. But I don't know if you guys are familiar. We had one. We have a lost episode. Uh, we do. Would it be cool to ever find that and find... Did we pay the 80 bucks? Dan's jizz joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never tried paying the 80 bucks. You kind of retold it. <laughs> I did. I don't remember. Yeah. That was yesterday? Yeah. Wife asked me last night, so how did the show go? What did you do today? I don't know. Did the same thing we did the day before. Uh, I think it was way different. I think it was at least partly different. It was partly different. Okay. It was partly different. Um, we didn't laugh as much at the Romo audio, but still. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny. funny to me. It's great. It still, it still does work. Martin Luther King. What a guy. Deserves the day. <laughs> the great, you know, he did, he just did some things that were good. Um, Slayed a lot of ass. <laughs> a lot. You know, we could start with some viewer mail, which, uh... I got a little bit. Hey, everybody. Excellent. It's time to answer some of today's viewer mail. If I'm allowed, since I've now been told that all I do is show up. Okay. Oh, all right. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. Deal with this all day. <laughs> He's so sensitive. Yeah. Now, I did tell you yesterday, on purpose, that uh, Video Man would be here. Because mm-hmm. I know. Well, I don't yeah, have to bring my light whenever the... I yeah. know, but you like to look nicer. Like, you look way nicer today than I think you would have had I not informed you of that. <laughs> Thank you. Don't you think? I don't know, but I'll Jake is the, the vainest one of the group, I think. That is... A hundred percent true. Okay, good. I will not deny that. Oh, you felt you might be elevated. I was getting ready to strike just because you. No, no, no. <laughs> you changed your outfit for Jake. I own that. Yeah, not today. Though. I own that for sure. It's kind of my. I have a Jake. My work wife. Yeah. And my wife, wife, Jake, wife analogy. Because my wife will scramble around if I tell her, "Oh, hey, we're doing a Sunday screen stream." Now she's cleaning the downstairs. It's like they won't she's be down just, here. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, but what if they see it? And I go, what if we just always lived? Like people were coming over. Yeah, like <laughs> if yeah. if the way you live is embarrassing for you to think that other people live like that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't – because I just – look, this place is a mess. Eh, and you guys – the lights and stuff. I know, but I'm just saying – if I invite you to my house, I don't have to go clean up first. Right. You're just going to... This is how I live. It's not great. It's, it's, there's worse. There's much worse. There's always worse. That's what you can always say. But yes. Uh, but I think most ladies are like that. Like, would your wife be upset if I... 
Or if you brought home a bunch of people and she didn't know they were coming over and I didn't get yeah, a chance I mean, to pick up. I'm like hesitant to even say this given how much I've been roasted by the roast twins. But we would pick up if Eden or Ava were coming over. Because she's like, what if they tell Dan and Kathy? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> like, they won't. They don't care. Right. And if it's perfect, they're going to rip it. Right. What? Right. Clean up just for me? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give out some uh, birthdays. We have a uh, good afternoon, Breaker of Chains, Dan. DF Matt here. I am part of the illustrious group of people that has smoked a cigarette with Jake. <laughs> the list grows. <laughs> we need a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Outside the O-Ye Bullen Bush. Oh, man. What is that? It was a bar over by my house uh, when I lived in Fort Worth, right by where you would pick up your ringer pitcher. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She Fantastic. Was really she was good. It was a great bar. Uh, today is my wife Brittany's birthday. She doesn't listen to the show, but the bored, semi-annoyed look when I play this back to her will be just perfect. Okay. We sat directly in front of Jake at Blink-182. Uh-oh. But due to your little contract thing, or some S, little. we were robbed <laughs> of the review. Sad. Do you have... I mean, I I was really into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Positive. Oh. Your thumb is up. For sure. For sure. I just thought maybe they, they would have caught me vibing pretty hard. He says two things. One, return of Yawal. Why not? I think if we get a studio... I can't do it in here, necessarily. There's just not enough room. Although I could take down these the pictures of the kids. I'm... I'm <laughs> It's an option. <laughs> I'm, I know what they look like. Yeah. I don't know what your wife looks I don't know what Brittany looks like, though. You right, know? right. Uh, and he says, too, more Blake. Uh, hey. That's, we that's agree. All that's all I have. From Matt Shizek. That can't be. I know that dude. Oh, that's why he wants to That's why, yeah. Sizek. Scissor. Scissor yeah. me. Matt mm-hmm. Scissor. Brittany Scissor. <laughs> uh, Want to give a birthday shout-out to my boy Julio Rojas, a.k.a. July Reds. He is 37 today. Leaders are you, Gordo, and Corby. Uh, here is a pick from his dream hall pass, uh, and the picture was Susie Colber. What? That's your dream? From Juan Johnny Ramirez on Twitter. Uh, and I've been up close with Susie Colber and her little fuzzy tennis ball face. So. <laughs> I like it. You like it? That's a yeah, compliment. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm writing this email from uh, Didn't feel Hotmail. Like one, but. Hotmail Fear. I'm writing this email from my lowly Gmail account. What did she do? She voted for the Bills trainer, but yeah. only for fifth place? For MVP, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for MVP? Yeah. yeah. Um, I listen to the Dumb Zone and take inventory after a water pipe burst in my house on Wednesday. I want to thank you for having the epi with Wire Will to remind me that things can always be worse. And to give a birthday shout-out to my brother John, Day One DF, for helping me manage the damage here from Alex Housewright. And then I have a uh, couple more that are not birthday-related. Okay. 
One says, Dear Potty Fuhrer, <laughs> as a D1 Patreon subscriber, I pay all three of your salaries. <laughs> I demand to know why you have not issued a ceasefire notice to Palestine. Hmm. Hope this email makes it to you from inferior Gmail. We should. From Brad Gilbert. We should. I think we should we put should something s- together from the official desk of the Dumb Zone. I think we should talk about it first, though. You think so? Maybe a committee. Okay. How? How? What size? Not large. <laughs> Probably even smaller than small. Yeah. <laughs> just not. I don't want to put a lot of resources towards this. Okay. Because I mean, it's just Palestine, right? Oh. Is that uh, that big of a deal? I thought about Reese Fire a lot yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. And I got Howdy Dan. I was listening. I tried to, to order it at Andy's last <laughs> night, and they were highly Dove confused. Reese Fire, or <laughs> it's a uh, peanut butter half ice cream with red hots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did that come from? That was yesterday. Okay, I could have told my wife that. Because yeah. Ben and Jerry's decided oh, to issue a ceasefire Reese, for Reese some fire. stupid reason. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. A question popped into my head as I was listening to the Dumb Zone. At the ticket, you used to seem you always seem to involve producers, board ops more than any other host. Uh, I've learned that you guys always thought they were undervalued, undervalued. Even with guests or hosts from other shows, you would let them roll as much as possible, ask them to hang around when they were there. Uh, let's see. I have uh, enjoyed hearing about your broadcast history. What inspired you? From what you had learned. <coughs> okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Just curious about that. Yeah, what is What this? was that cough? What was inside that cough? Uh, he said that was gay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that may have been gay. Um, no, I just wanted to say, I was thinking about this this morning. Oh, nice email, though. And I've just been a... I used to listen to a station called w- WLW in Cincinnati, and they would do a segment every day of just kind of effing. It was a, some guy had a talk show, but then at the end of the show, and I think this is probably what was in my mind as why today doesn't suck became what it became. It was just kind of like a free for all f around, and they would answer trivia questions from people and and blow them up or something. I don't know. They would do <laughs> funny stuff and. Chris Collinsworth was a big part of it. He was one of, like, just seven guys. Hmm. And it was just really, uh, really cool. And then I I, I always liked um, – what I liked about Stern, uh, besides nakedness. Mm-hmm. Sibians. Is that what you call that, Blake? I'm distracted by the robot cam. <laughs> it's just all over the place. This robot cam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What I like to, yeah, and I was walking around here the other night. I told you I put a shirt over it because <laughs> I couldn't have it following me at night. Um, what I liked about Stern is they would have people in and just do their show. But, you know, every other radio thing I had ever listened to was, oh, we have, again, we have uh, the guy who's on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and uh, now let's talk to you about that. Okay, then you're on your, like, I just kind of liked people jumping in and joining the show, and I always thought that was a uh, cool thing, that the, the ticket provided that possibility. So I always thought that was kind of a cool bit. Yeah, because it sounds more like life. Yeah. 
the guys hanging out bit. People, bros, and, yeah, and ladies could could be women. We got to cater to women. Remember? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. guys and girls, especially girls. You want more women? Mm-hmm. Actually, that was in the lost episode. When you say remember, I might remember. And now so many people don't. Yeah. I got an email from Andrew. Said he was just listening to our story about the dry ice bombs. That was not on the last episode, was it? No. <clears throat> Said it reminded him of some friends that uh, he had during high school. Put a Coke bottle filled with dry ice in the mailbox of some girl they either thought was a bitch or had a crush on or both. Which was typically the case, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how you... It opened up the top of the mailbox so that instead of it being a metal arch shape, it was completely flat. So it just explode. I mean, they explode, mm-hmm. right? A few days later, these guys go home after school and waiting for them at each of their houses were a team of FBI agents. Jeez. Just in case blowing up a mailbox was dumb enough, they did it in 1995 during the height of the hunt of the Unabomber. And if you recall... Wait, mailbox was, blowing up was a thing when I was growing it up. Was, it was. And there was something that, like... It was M80. It was like whenever you would hear that uh, your dad's friend's arms had to be registered as lethal weapons. Effing <laughs> <laughs> around with a mailbox was, like, the one thing that I was told, yeah. don't. Now it's federal. Oh, that's why? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true or like not. Like, that's a federal offense? Yeah, but, like, you would... You know, smash mailboxes with baseball bats and stuff, or we would throw pumpkins at them. We would steal pumpkins off people's uh, doorsteps and just throw them out of the car at mailboxes. <laughs> Boy, I remember how mad my mom would get when somebody would take our pumpkin and smash it in the middle of the street. <laughs> oh. Because that was the most common thing to Why do. Why would they pumpkin. do that? I would do that for a week every year, for three or four years. And she's like, what's going through their mind? And I would break stuff in the neighborhood all the time, too. And it's like... Who could have done this? There's not... Yeah, there's no... <laughs> no rhyme or reason. You're, yeah, You're that's bored. why even now when kids get in trouble or whatever, it's kind of like... It's not that they're really well thought out or they're trying to make a statement or whatever. Or, they, yeah. or because they are neglected at home or... It's just that... They're just bored. They're teenagers. Yeah. yeah. You had a pumpkin. They had a mailbox. Yeah. We had a van. <laughs> and you had time. And I had time <laughs> today. Oh, by the way, the last guy who had asked those uh, questions, who is uh, Aggie Todd. Very Aggie question. He said, you don't have to answer this on the pod. But if you do read it, ask Blake if he know. could say anything nice about Aggie. No. <laughs> Nothing? Um, have you been down there for a game? No, not for a game. Uh, I was down there a couple months ago for a semiconductor event, and they have a weird obsession with that dog for some reason. And no, I didn't like being on the campus. It just felt weird. And then I I told you guys. What a fun event that you didn't invite us to. You were down. A semiconductor (laughs) event. It was uh, working for the production company. I was gone one of those days from the show. Um. And then what was it? Oh, and then I I stumbled upon the Yale practice. Remember? Yeah, in yeah. The stockyard. That was in, yeah in Fort Worth and downtown. That was a cult meeting. Yeah. So no, I don't have anything great to say about the Aggies. You went there, yeah? Hell no. Oh, I thought one of y'all said you went there. No, I went to OU. Okay, uh, that's right. Very much against the Aggies. Yeah. Have oh, that's been, right. Have been there for a game. Terrible, terrible. 
So you might you might join us for Sunday for our OU. We're having a uh, Baker Mayfield watching party. I'm 100% there. Baker v. Dan (laughs) Campbell. You know what the networks are saying? Dan Campbell's most difficult test yet. I don't think anyone's ever said that. Like in all his time coaching, (laughs) playing, this is is the one thing that he kind of feared the most. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to imagine bigger chips – on shoulders than the two of those, you know? Like, do they even have shoulders left? If you think about the chips on the, the <laughs> shoulders of Dan Campbell and Baker Mayfield. YouTube.com slash yeah. at yeah. the... <laughs> He's got me on that one. <laughs> I've been to a game there once, Dumbly. and uh, I feel like it was overrated. Hmm. They were weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Like, within a, a span of, like, two or three years, I went to... Penn State, or no, I went to Michigan, Ohio State, and Kyle Field. <clears throat> Those The former two are 100% way above Kyle Field. Way above. It's a better atmosphere. I don't know. I just, I thought it was like, okay, this is what I've been told about. Pretty spare. All right. Yeah. I didn't get to see Marty B like you did, though. Was Marty B playing when I was there? I think so. Not Michael B. Not Michael B. No. Did Michael B go there? Uh, yeah, right. I don't remember. But he was uh like older and still in college when Martellus Bennett was already in the NFL. Is that right? Am I crazy here? Is anybody going to help me? Like, no, that seems weird. Why would he be older but still in college? The that Bennett doesn't... brothers' history. Yeah, I think uh, Martellus just got drafted earlier. When are we going to get him, Blake? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Later today, we have uh, <laughs> former <laughs> NFL agent Joel Corey will be on with us because we got to talk Dak Money Sitch. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like the Cowboys, like Dax, Dax back for sure, and probably will be the highest paid player in the NFL. And Joel Corey warned us about this two years ago. Yeah, he did. And uh, the Cowboys also made a curious announcement yesterday. At least I saw you react on Twitter <laughs> with uh, quizzically. Perhaps I mean, you reacted. I, I guess I get it. They want to stay in the news cycle, but it, your your coach is not – he's still under contract. So why do you need to announce, like officially put out a statement, not just like sources are saying or reporters are putting out a comment. You have to announce official statement-wise that we're going to keep our coach? That seems really weird to me. Do you think it's because of the comments he's given in the past, which are – the kind of like we'll we'll just see game by game. You know, we got yeah. game by game. I I got a lot of good people in this room that could coach. You know, all that kind of stuff, which just shows all of that stuff he was ever saying is total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because this was the one scenario where we said, okay, this is the one way. Uh, let's go back to last year after the San Francisco playoff loss. All right, they're running it back. What I probably asked you this directly, like what's what's the one thing that could have McCarthy lose his job? Well, 
probably a first round playoff exit where they just get drilled. Yeah. Like embarrassed. And we didn't even add in the fact that it's a first round playoff exit as the second seed in the NFC and everything had lined up for you. Uh, I heard Troy on the ticket this morning saying he didn't plan a vacation mm-hmm. because he was planning to go to San Francisco for the NFC championship game. And I think that was in our head. Like, of course they'll, they'll, and yeah. Well, you know what's funny is if you think back to last year, the uh, Mike McCarthy on Rich Eisen interview. I Wasn't that where uh, he addressed – because didn't Jerry say something like, maybe the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys is already here? I mean, you kind of alluded to that a minute ago. Like, I got a lot of great people in the room, but – That's what he said? Okay. That yeah. Was- like, he actually said, Mike knows he's not going to be the coach of the Cowboys forever. <laughs> like, why would you even say that? Certainly but, that was insinuating – Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn will just slide over once I'm tired of Mike McCarthy. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to keep him, you have to make a statement. I guess. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but the Browns, did they make a Kevin Stefanski statement? I don't know that anybody else does this, ever. Like Sirianni, there's another guy. Kind of the media and fans are questioning, is he on the hot seat? Have they stepped out and, and made an official statement? No. And will they? They will not. No, you might as well just extend McCarthy now. If you're going to do it this way, I don't know. It's anything. It's worthy, highly disappointing. Anything worthy from the McCarthy press conference day, <clears throat> or should we hold this and talk a little millionaire? Because we're worried about the Joel Corey timing. Yeah, I'd say we could hold this. Okay. Joel Corey is coming up in about forty minutes or so. Joel Corey, our former <laughs> Joel Corey, our friend who's a former NFL agent. We've talked to him before. But yeah, let's talk. Uh, who who wants to be a millionaire then? Unless you guys have any other, you have any opening remarks, Jay, uh, Blake? No, I'm excited about this. I mean, I, I think this is one of my all time favorite TV shows. I, okay. Wow. I've got what it a set claim. up to record on my on my YouTube TV, and I I watch it a lot, and I love it. And I probably missed the initial buzz of it. I mean, I remember watching it as a kid, but I to this day I'll still watch it. I love oh, it. it was appointment viewing in my household. This was until they put it on every night. Yeah, and I mean, even for probably a little bit into that, you know, we were we were like, all right, this is what we do at night. We eat dinner. We watch. We watch Millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did. So the reason we first started talking about this is that somebody wrote in and gave a birthday a birthday shout out to Austin, to you, right, Austin Waters. Yeah, with that's one T, buddy Kevin. With one T. Yes, with one T. <clears throat> And uh, he had said you were on Millionaire, and then we just started talking about how we liked it and stuff. And then you heard us, right? Yeah, one of my friends, Jen, actually texted me that day. I hadn't listened to the episode yet because I was at work, and she said, oh, such a cool shout-out on the Dumb Zone. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Cue it up, and I was immediately called Kevin. I was like, dude, I cannot believe you did that. He was like, man, I haven't even listened to the episode. So I was, yeah, not expecting it, and I was like shit i guess i'll email him see if he's serious i didn't really know how serious y'all were but uh here we are you say in the email it's a pretty wild story it was in the heyday of the show when regis r.i.p was the host (laughs) (laughs) a special father's day edition (laughs) it aired primetime on father's day in 01 the story of how we got on the show is uh great as well we can talk about that later um so 
uh, let me ask in the end. How, well, actually, I saw the episode, but uh, so I kind of know. But how much money did you guys walk away with? Uh, we walked away with one twenty-five um, after taxes. I think it was like eighty-five, uh, and so I'm the oldest of four kids. Uh, my parents put twenty thousand dollars into each of our college funds, and then uh, my sister, uh, who's like a year and a half younger than me. She's diabetic, and so we donated the other 5000 to diabetes research, and my dad uh, at the time worked at Allstate, and they actually matched the donation, which was really cool. Nice. Okay. So twenty grand in each of your college funds. One class. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very... Um... <clears throat> Boring. Yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, it's or like, smart, hey, you can, you or can buy it is a, smart, but boy, yeah, like you planning yeah. ahead. I, mean, <laughs> I even feel like I was watching. I can't remember which episode it was. Regis is like, you already got a sports car. Yeah, <laughs> like now we're not That's we're not buying Regis. a Camaro. It's yeah. not like a thousand dollars for each kid to just hey go buy whatever you want. Yeah, and we'll put the rest of it. Like, there's nothing worse for my kids. Then when grandma on Christmas, here's your five twenty nine. Yeah, like five hundred bucks goes into your college fund, and yeah. you're like, All right. well, I've got a birthday five days after Christmas, so I was always stuck with the here's your birthday and Christmas gift, and it was like Lame. the same amount <laughs> that was given to my siblings and stuff. So that was fun. Not from my parents; they were great, <laughs> right? But from uh, from Regis, yeah. I think uh, it feels like eighty. Five out of 125. That doesn't seem like egregious for taking taxes, does it? Well, it's two thirds, right? Well, they kept two thirds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I feel like that's normal. Like 35 percent is what you always hear about, like lottery and stuff. Mm, okay. I think. Yeah. I've never won 125 thousand dollars <laughs> on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, though, <laughs> or a scratch off. No. So you were. Uh, so what's your deal? Um, Jeff, you you were on. I guess you also heard us talking about this, and then I, just sent a clip out of nowhere. It's like, hey, I've right. been on the show too. Right. Well, you know, I thought I'd back it up with some actual, you know, evidence. Not that I'm sure you would have taken my word for it, but no, a good buddy of mine, Dustin, he, uh, I think I missed whatever episode, and so he said, hey, uh, you know, he he of course knows that I was on the show. And, uh, yeah, I reached out with that uh, lovely clip with me and uh, Miss Vieira, who I have to say, you know, she, uh, when I was on the show, she was a very striking woman. And, you know, we had a, um, well, you'd have to see the whole appearance, but. You had a connection. Some, yeah, a little we chemistry. Did. Yeah. We absolutely did. It was like palpable. <laughs> and, uh, and I would get asked, hey, did y'all, because, you know, she said, um, it came up in my appearance about how I like to go to the karaoke bar. She asked if we could go together or something like that. I said, well, hell yeah, let's go. And so I really had people that, this was uh, towards the end of the MySpace time. And so I still had a MySpace because it was like 07, 08. And I got, I don't know how many MySpace messages about, um, did you did you, actually, did you go out? Did you do, did you do something with <laughs> Meredith Vieira? Anyway, um Ah, what was I? What was I talking about? How uh, do you get on the show? Uh, did you? By the way, did did you ever answer that? Uh, no, we just you know, no, just vibed. Okay, vibed. All right, ships that passing. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, ships. 
How do you okay, get on the show? Yeah, because on your email you say, uh, in addition to the cash, I took Meredith out for drinks and a screw. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to elaborate. So I certainly wanted to hear about that. But, uh, he didn't well, remember you know, sending I, that. I kind of thought I'd add that for y'all's benefit. Just to uh, get me to respond. And to get you yeah, to yeah. respond. Yeah, yeah. I did the same for Regis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you, Jeff? When you were uh, let's see, I was about 15 years ago. I'm 45 now, so I was like 30. Okay, I didn't even know it was on in 07 still. Well, you know, after Regis, it went to syndication in like 05, 06. And so the way you got on the show when I appeared was a lot different than I'm sure when Austin was appear- when appeared. Because the, uh, the Madden Cruiser equivalent of Millionaire would roll into your town. And in this instance, Bass Performance Hall in Fort Worth. And uh, you had to get in line, and I remember, I uh, it said get there at like nine thirty, and I, my dumbass thought, ah, oh, well, you know, I can just get there like at ten or something, and the, the line was wrapped around the building like twice, waited in that line for about three and a half hours, mm. finally got inside Bass Hall, Bass uh, whatever, I was about to say Bass Pro, um, Bass Performance Hall. But, well, yeah, yeah, and so I got in through the door, and I'm not kidding. Like, two people behind me, that's when they shut it and said, all right, everybody go home. And then you sat in the theater. They gave you, like, a little golf pencil. And I swear, a pad that was, like, something you'd get on a hotel nightstand. And it was, like, 30 questions. Not the, like, it was 30 questions. You uh, you answered them. You gave them to the uh, whatever. And before you uh, did that, you got, like, a marathon. little uh, Yeah, yeah, like a bib type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with your number. I still have it somewhere. And so um, they just, after you take the test, and they say, based on your number, if they call out your number, you went on stage. If you didn't, you went home. Uh, they called my number and said, basically, all right, well, you uh, you scored to be enough to be on the show, but uh, here's the deal. We're going to put you into a pool of people. This was July. And uh, basically, don't call us. We'll call you. Um, I, I pretty much forgot about it. Fast forward to the week before Thanksgiving, I'd had a, you know, a couple of cocktails the night before, so I, I wake up and I've got like, vo- the, you know, this voicemail from weird number, I have, you know, I have no idea, and it's millionaires saying, call us back, uh, we'll, we'll want you on the show if you can be in New York City in two weeks, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is a funny joke from somebody, I'll call back, and yeah, sure enough, um, it was legit, and... God, that's back also the time of uh, Name Your Own Price on Priceline. And I'll never forget, I got my airfare on Delta for $78 to New York City. Nice. Can't get that anymore. No. Nice. Uh, what were you doing at this time? Nothing. Kind of like I'm doing now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, because I was tickled by your page. Apparently, there's like a millionaire Wikipedia page. Yeah. And it says, Jeff Jones, an unemployed man from Grapevine. From Grapevine. <laughs> that is right. I they that was actually rude. wanted to, they were going to use the title Man of Leisure. And I was like, you know, I like that. Man of, I'm a man of leisure. And, uh, yeah. Now it's influencer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> And um, do you do you want the rest all the way when I get to New York, or do, should I hand it to Austin? Or let's take a look at uh, let's oh, take a look yeah. at your your appearance. Okay, if we can. Yes, please. can we do that video, man? Let's let's watch this and uh, and listen if you're listening along. Uh, this is good as well. Man, I feel 
like I'm going to have to rope me a Texan here because you keep getting up. You're all excited. Boy, y'all, look at the connection. Yeah, right off the bat. Sir. Good reason yeah. to get up. I'll say so. Yeah. You got a little chin turd there? Or just I, a was a <laughs> uh, I don't know what. Uh, it was yeah. a different time. You be feeling good. You're three away. What is that shirt that you're okay. wearing? It's you uh, uh, Marty Moose. Three away from a million. From, uh, you know, Wallen World. Are you ready to play? Yes, ma'am. Just some All people right, dress up for the play. occasion. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can I, just... I put on a, a blazer. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of says <laughs> I sort of business. <laughs> $50,000. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to pause it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question, in office space, Peter's co-worker Michael admits that his high-tech get-rich scheme is taken from what movie? So when you see that, I are you like me? I read the whole sentence. Yeah. You already know. I know it. I'm okay. stroking out, as you can see. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> I like to quiz Blake on movies that I'm assuming he didn't oh, see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Let's... movies. Because Blake doesn't watch great movies. Oh, that's a shame. He watches TCU basketball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Office Space top ten, right? Fell to Cincinnati the other night. No deal. <laughs> this question? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen the clip, but no, I, I wouldn't have known. Okay. In in Office Space, okay. Peter's co-worker Mike. <laughs> like, I'll just let her go. Yeah. And I, dude, get rich I can't even freaking believe. Dude, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> question this easy. <laughs> This easy was for a quarter of a million dollars. Superman three. (laughs) God bless you, Meredith. (laughs) This is one of the best movies ever. It is Superman three. C final answer. Yeah. Oh, look oh, at her. Man. Yeah, she's pumped for you. And, and they said that I was the first person to ever actually get out of my seat. There's <laughs> <laughs> like Tiger at Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there were some fist bumps. Cocaine or oh, adrenaline? At the buzzer. Yeah. Adrenaline, mostly. <laughs> Not entirely, <laughs> but. <laughs> And, you know, we had our lovely embrace there. Yeah, that was sweet. Sit down for yeah. a second. Okay. All right? Because you're coming back, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. He is. We'll have more Million Dollar oh, Movie man. Week they said tomorrow. That was right. Million Dollar Movie Week. Yeah. Said I was the first person, even counting Regis's days, that one appearance, even though I didn't win the million, um, went over three days. So that was something. Nice. In case you wondered. What did you end up winning? That... I mean, if you saw the, there's a clip on YouTube of my five hundred thousand dollar question. I've got it in front of me. Okay. Just the question itself, and it's actually from Diner. Oh, and I it oh, haunts wow. me. Let's see if we can get it because yeah. we've actually seen that movie. All right, in the 1982 movie Diner, what is the name of the diner where the main characters hang out? I wouldn't be able to get that. Windsor Hills, Rosemont, Fells Point, Allendale. I would go with Rosemont. I would have Mike Reiner as my one phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me just, can I tell you? Is it Rosemont? No. No. It, no, it was not. So I was out of Lifelines. Fels, and, it was Fells um, Point. So I'm at 250000 right? Well, if you miss, I had already got to the, the whatever plateau or yeah, the term yeah. that I couldn't do worse than 25000 But, you know, I missed that. That's a big-ass zero to go two fifty to twenty five. But I had this nagging suspicion, like 
that it was Seafell's Point. I, I'd heard of Diner because I think it was like Gutenberg's and Kevin Bacon and Daniel Stern. It was like all their their first movie, but I had no reason to why I felt this way. So I thought, well, I, I'd be foolish to you know gamble here. Roll Do you the get dice. zero if you don't get it? No, I no, already got twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was okay. guaranteed twenty five. I couldn't do any worse than that. So I, you know, I milled it over for a second and then. Uh, walked away, and of course she said, well, we got to show you the answer, and it was Seafell's point. So I would have had half a million and then even more so gotten to look at the million-dollar question. Yeah. But I was still pretty satisfied. It was a good day's work. Yeah, I For guess somebody so. that wasn't doing anything and, you know, still is. You're a man of leisure. <laughs> yeah. A man of leisure. It's not a bad day's work. So did you have to really go back the next day, or do they take a break no, and No, so uh, they, we uh, had to get to the studio in the Upper West Side at around 5 a.m., you start by signing your wife or well, my wife. Five a.m. I didn't have Golly. a wife. Um, could I sign her away now? Uh, <laughs> no, sign your life away. I love you, dear. And um, <laughs> then you're in a green room with uh, some snacks and crap, and they have people come in. And um, that's the other thing. Just by getting to New York, I wasn't guaranteed a spot on the show. They uh, there was they invited ten of us and. They drew straws or numbers or whatever. Well, I was drawn third. And because I went over three days, only two more people got to be on the show. The other five had to fly back home with nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt bad, but, you know, not And you had to bad. pay your own way, so... I did, yeah. When it was... Like those people, uh, 78 bucks, though. When it was probably 78 bucks. But those people didn't get reimbursed, I'm saying? Uh, I don't believe so. When it, was in, when it wasn't in syndication, they, uh, they sprung... If I'm if I'm speaking correctly, I believe for your airfare and hotel, but syndication, no, yeah, I got a dis a millionaire discount at the ambassador or something for three hundred dollars a night, hmm. um, but yeah, there was no no uh, no gratis. Is that like the nicest hotel you've ever stayed? Uh, you know, Dan, the the the. They crammed two double beds in a room that wasn't half the size of the den. You could I'm not kidding, you could barely close the door without hitting the footboard of the bed. That's pretty normal New York. Yeah, hotel. I mean it is. Yeah. It's standard New York City, but uh no, nah, it was yeah, you know. It's all right. And you appeared with your father. Yeah, so my the way I got on the show was pretty pretty wild. So my whole family was at Walt Disney World, and um, you know we, we went to different parks on different days. And it just so happened the day that we went to the MGM park, um, we get off like the little trolley or whatever, and we see these huge signs like "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" auditions Father's Day edition. And to your point earlier, like this was like stop down. TV for our family. My dad was calling, you know, at the end of the show, they'd say, call in and do the fastest finger to try to get on. Oh, yeah. Like over, finger, the, over the phone. <laughs> and so immediately, uh, you know, we're like, oh my God, like, we got to do this. And my mom was like, Joe, you are not ruining our vacation, wasting time doing this. And you know, me, I'm, I'm like, come on, mom, we got to do this. We got to do this. Were you like this. 11, right? I was 12. 12. And, and that actually came into play because my sister, who's like a year behind me, she was also like, well, I want to go on it. <laughs> Luckily for me, I was the only one that was old enough. It was like a, you had to be 12 or I think it was 12 to 15 or something. They had like a an age bracket on it. So 
we're like, yo, we're, we're going to do this. And, um, and at the time at MGM studio, they actually had a mock who wants to be a million, like a full on studio there. Like you could go play the game show. Um, and like, if you got in the hot seat and won a million dollars, they would like fly you out as a member of the audience. So that, you know, um, but the way it worked for us is we went to this auditorium and it was all these fathers and sons and daughters. And basically they just handed a packet and it was essentially like a written type of like fastest finger type questionnaire. And it, I can't remember if it was 50 questions or something. And there was like a time. So basically you filled it out. Um, and then they were going to grade these to see like, all right, you're at least smart enough to like be on the show. You're not a complete idiot. And, my dad just kind of looked at me and was like, just chill. I'm going to do this. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. So we do that part. And um, after that, they're like naming off the, the numbers of the people that go to the next round. And the next round, basically, you know, so we got our number called that we did well enough on that. And the next round was we went, I mean, it was just, behind like a curtain on a stage or something and they had basically you know like a table with cameras set up and like a panel and they're just kind of asking us questions and they're you know i guess it's like all right you're you're at least smart enough to be on the show we want to make sure that you're not weird or anything like that they want to make sure you have personality and stuff and so like i remember one of the questions they asked me was you know if there was any other game show other than this that you would want to be on what would it be and i don't know if you guys remember the weakest link of course you know you are yeah so i was like man i'd I'd love to be on that show because i'd love to tell that lady off and and (laughs) yeah what was her name she was some british lady i can't remember her name short little fiery british woman Uh but i love that um and so they've loved that they're they're all cracking up and so like my dad you know he'll tell you to this day he's like hey i got us through the first part but austin you were the one that like got us through the second part like they they really ate it up um all your answers and stuff so and from that point they're like hey you know we've got your information we'll call you guys um in the coming days to let you know if you guys are gonna you know make it onto the show and so it was i think like two days later maybe even the next day so we're still at walt disney world and um my sister she actually uh had a seizure when we were at walt disney world like at our hotel left turn yeah it's uh so because she's diabetic and so uh scary thing and so her my brother who was pretty young at the time and my mom stayed back at the hotel me my dad and my youngest sister who was probably like four or five she's gonna hate me for telling this story (laughs) um we go out in the park that day and we're like in line to do the safari like where you go and look at like the actual it's like a full-on safari thing Mm -hmm. and it's a long line if you guys have ever been to disney world it's such a beating everything's a long line and we're in line and my dad's phone rings and he answers his cell phone and like immediately starts looking at me he's like it's it's millionaire like it's them it's them (laughs) And so he's on the phone for like 30 minutes and, uh, he's like, we're good. Like, yeah, we're going to be on, we're going to be on. And so I'm, I'm freaking out. 
the entire time, my little sister is like tugging on me and she's like, Austin, dad, dad. I'm like, shut up, Jenna, Jenna, <laughs> shut up. And so like finally gets off the phone and, uh, you know, we're just losing our mind and we're, you know, on this ride. And then we're like, what the hell is that smell? My sister had shit herself. Oh no. <laughs> and she's crying. And That's why she was yelling down. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, we were on the phone with millionaires. <laughs> yeah. And so it was Regis. You know, we're we're like telling people online like we're gonna be a who wants to be a millionaire. And then we're we're on the ride and we're like, oh my God. And we're like, what is that smell? And she just starts crying and she's like that's why I was trying to tell you guys I had to use the bathroom. It was like, so really, really funny moment. Um, and yeah, unlike you, they flew out my whole family. And like, my dad was like, yo, you sure? Like, this I've is got the Regis era. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. syndication. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you sure? We've got, we've got four kids, you know, not necessarily a small family. And uh, they're like, no, we're, we're going to fly the whole family up. They paid for the airfare hotel. We stayed at a place called Hotel Empire. Um, don't really remember anything, you know, it's pretty normal, uh, New York hotel. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, how we got on. Um, and then I don't know what, it, how you guys wanted me to continue or. So you do you to... show up, um, and just like in Jeff's case, like, are you guaranteed to be on the show? No. So it's a little bit different than when he was on, because back at that time it was, you actually had, you know, all the contestants. We we knew that we were going to be like one of the 10 people that were like sitting there. Oh, fastest finger. Right. Okay. And then they do the fastest finger. Um, and so it's like, yeah, the, you know, you know, you're going to have a chance, but, you know, it was like a couple days of filming. So, you know, like he said, if one person had gone super long, you know, other people aren't going to be able to get on. So yeah. we were the either second or third people that ended up getting on, I think. Nice. Do you remember your fastest finger question? Of course. Um, <laughs> so it was by date of birth, um, oldest to youngest, uh, Steven Tyler, Whitney Houston, Cisco, and Britney Spears. <laughs> okay. And did your dad do it? <laughs> My dad did it. Yeah. Okay. So they, they had all of the... Because you're in the crowd. Yeah. So I, I was sitting behind him and, you know, if wow. you guys watch the clips... I think he, I mean, he read them in order. I oh, did. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, read, I, I read them in order, Darn but yeah... yeah. Uh, um, I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler, yeah. So I don't know if you guys watched the the clips that I sent you of our episode, but uh, when I was sitting behind my dad, I recognized the guy next to me because at the time he was like a big winner. He had won $250,000. And I was like, weren't you like the guy? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And Regis actually ended up shouting him out like when we got in the hot seat. But um, <laughs> look at him there. Yeah. And so. <laughs> You know, my dad, um, you know, prepping us, you know, the, the production team's prepping us on how everything's going to work. And, uh, you know, this is just very on brand for my dad. And he was like, you know, I got a question. I've never seen this done, but let's say that we get in the hot seat and we want to use our um, ask the audience question. Am I allowed to say don't answer if you don't know I've the always, answer. I've always thought that. Right. And, you know, to our knowledge, we had never seen anybody do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we he did end up doing that. And uh, That's genius. Yeah. It uh, unfortunately 
didn't really work right, out. It was in our still fit. about it was very the same percentage of every. You know. Yeah, I, I but still, you want to weed your own garden a little bit, there. right? Okay, yeah. so the audience does vote. Yeah, so they, I, they I've have always these, thought they they make up those. No, no, no. They have like these little box. Things yeah, I've seen the box, like button. but I just well, thought I, they were dummy buttons. Like, did you get to do that for another? Um, no. maybe I, I can't. Okay. I can't remember necessarily because they, you know, we we wrapped up in yeah, I'm twelve <laughs> and. We wrapped up in one day, but they actually did have us on the second day, which was, from what I remember, it was the same day, and they just, like, had us change clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. so, like, they, they, I did sit in the audience for, like, the second day of filming, and Regis, like, pointed us out, like, oh, there's the Blonde Waters family. They were, you know, big winners yesterday, and... Um, yeah, because there were a few times where Regis says, hey, enjoy your night out on the town. We'll see you tomorrow. Like, right, There's right. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I once went to, um... Wheel of Fortune taping. We saw ten shows or something. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Ten. They did the entire Jeez. million dollar movie week on that one Friday that I was there. Wow. The entire week. Yeah, it was it was in uh, July in Grand Prairie. We're all oh, wearing okay. shorts, you know. Yeah. And it was Christmas week. Christmas week. So yeah, yeah. They, the set's got a fire. It's got a the tree, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. it, but if they pan the crowd, you see everybody wearing shorts. It's really kind of weird. <laughs> so I had a I had a question, and whoever wants to answer, answer. Um, I've always been amused by the the phone a friend because they always answer on the third ring. So do you have to give them a list of people that you can call, and is there an editing process there? Like, I've always wondered, what if they don't I mean, they're already, because he's like, it's Regis calling, and they're like, oh, hey, Regis. Well, I know, but I'm not surprised. Wait, what? Do you have to tip them off? What is that? What's that process? So they give, I think, you know, they ask for, you know, hey, you should probably give us like five names and phone numbers, um, and you need to tell them to be on the phone between this hour and this hour. Okay. Well, you're thinking of all your f- smartest friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, who does Cut crosswords? Yeah. And, you know, there there was somebody that, uh, it's like a pretty famous millionaire moment. This one person was so confident. They were like, no, I only need one person. And the guy didn't answer. Oh. Yeah. Geez. So, um, and like for... You know, again, I don't know if you guys watched the clips I sent you, but the when we called, like our our uh, thirty two thousand dollar question was like really hard. It was something about elements and words that I had never heard of. And my dad called one of his college friends, and the dude literally spells the word Stannis, like S T A N N O U S, and it's like, all right, this guy, thank yeah. God, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, those people are cool. Here, let me play a clip from your show too, if we can, video man. Um, because this leads into a different question that I have about you too. So here we go. Bleach. Oh uh, yeah, my buddies were like, "You're gonna show up in the den with with the t- frosted tips." Frosted <laughs> tips. I was like, "No, nah, I'll just wear the open." And this sweater. is like oh one when it. This was this was 2001. Okay. So uh, I was this was the summer before I was going into seventh grade, I believe. Okay, so this is right after the the tough question there, I guess. Yeah, at 32,000. My brother's like 6'4 now. (laughs) (laughs) I just put that little part in the beginning so we can kind of see. Either one, huh? You want a nice big office when you're a lawyer? 
<laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, yeah. <laughs> I, I found that very creepy. Yeah, when I was watching that this morning. A lot of secretaries. Yeah, a lot of secretaries. <laughs> Smack a little tush. Pre Me Too era. <laughs> you an ass man or a leg man? <laughs> Why are also you making like, me choose? Uh, yeah, Are soccer players known to have a lot of secretaries? <laughs> I no, think he was leaning into the lawyer, lawyer part okay. for sure. Uh, uh, so I wanted to follow up. <clears throat> Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of those are you closer to? Uh, neither. Um, my brother, my younger brother is actually, you know, he ended up with the, the brains of the family. He's a lawyer up in New York City. Um, super, super bright guy. But You're a man of leisure? No, I, uh, I actually work for um, an investment real estate firm. We were like a large wholesale real estate company. So, Jake, if you're ever looking for another late Granberry house that hasn't been, you know, Soiled. christened, <laughs> I, I'm your man. Um, but yeah, no, we're, uh, we're like the largest wholesale operation in, in DFW um, and one of the largest in the country. So I've You've been, been selling to uh, people from Vegas? Uh, we do have an office in Vegas. No, I mean, aren't, aren't they buying up all this property to build casinos now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I that was I just a uh, joke that fell flat. So, <laughs> how many secretaries? Yeah, did you get secretaries? No, <laughs> no, we're. Uh, it's yeah, I mean, it's not like a traditional real estate office, like what would you, what you would envision at all. Uh, I've been doing it for like nine plus years, um, but you know, it's it's a bunch of guys in their 20s and 30s we got some 40 year old guys but you know like when we first started you know when i first started like nine years ago it was closer to like a frat house type <laughs> it was just all dudes and you know just do you use this I, as like a pickup line that i was on who wants to be a millionaire yeah um i would i don't know if i ever like you do? Uh, yeah. yeah well did did, <laughs> did. Let, let me clarify did yeah, like, do you have I'd that? whip out that YouTube clip faster than yeah. yeah. Look. <laughs> You're damn right. Meredith knows me. Well, I was no, hoping you yeah. were gonna the play the question where I actually had you know where the sixteen thousand dollar question where I answered Kirsten Dunst. That was my yeah. That was your big moment to shine. Yeah, that was, about, that yeah. was something that was definitely pretty popular. And you know when I I went to Coppell and uh, we at the time there was three different middle schools and so like. I had people from other middle schools, you know, like, hey, you know, I have my friend over at Middle School West, like, you know, they want to talk to you and like, oh, you're the guy from Millionaire and stuff. And I didn't even think about that, like going back to school. Yeah. Oh, having been I on mean, a national was, television Yeah, yeah you have to be a king. Oh, we, we had, uh, we, I don't know, I, it might have been front page in the Dallas Morning News, um, like an article about us. We had an article about us in the Coppell Gazette because... I mean, seriously, this Wait, was... Whoa, whoa. The Coppell Gazette? The Gazette? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, that's when I knew we made it. Yeah. You know, the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah, they put me on the Dallas Morning News. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, we, uh, like, one of our family friends, you know, went and got that, like, professionally, like, cut out and framed for us. So that's... I think it's still hanging up somewhere in my, my parents' house. But, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a huge moment. And... Um, you know, my my parents uh, probably gonna regret saying this, but my parents had uh, th when I was like really young, they they had signed me up for like children's modeling. Like I was in like 
J.C. Penny. You were bike. second place in the beautiful baby contest, according to Regis. <laughs> yeah, on this show. my dad. My dad loves loves that story. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I think they. Must, my dad must have told them because he had that ready to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, I, we, we used to have like. A well, you're a beautiful twelve year old now. So. <laughs> yeah, he said so <laughs> what if we go backstage during? They're this? gonna snag no. so much secretary puss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So I had like you know done like some like JC Penny ads when I was let's play you know, Alta Boy probably like five years old and that's what a fast finger will get you yeah yeah a lot of in my I've been told mine are pretty fast sorry 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 no you're fine but you know my dad was saying he's like hey just wait like when this uh, this airs maybe maybe Big you're break. gonna get rediscovered and I'm like dad there's no way. Well, sure enough, somebody calls our house like the night it answers, and it was like this. His daughter worked at Kim Dawson, which is like a large agency, l- large agency, and so I ended up like doing that for a couple years. And uh, do you remember Hit Clips? Of course, I was in a Hit Clips commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the most random shit. Like it, I mean, and you know, looking back on it, like I hated doing it because it's like. It's not really cool to you're in middle school everyone's awful towards each other and you're saying hey yeah i'm a model, I'm a model. like oh yeah. that, that's like easy target practice you know and so like you know I'm, I'm constantly getting pulled out of class and stuff and i'm like oh yeah i just got a doctor's appointment or something and like this kid that uh i ended up you know once i got to high school met him in high school he's like man i i, I swear because when i did it the second time around they had these huge posters hanging up a JC Penny of me on like a skateboard. <laughs> and he and he was like, "Weren't you the kid that was and I was like, "No. That no. Nah, that, that wasn't nope. me, man. Never like, been on a skateboard. Stop, stop talking about that, but <laughs> never even been photographed. But yeah, you know, looking back on I'm like, man, I shouldn't have been like so embarrassed about that because it was such crazy money. Like I got like 2 grand to miss school for 2 days for that commercial. Like, well, you didn't get anything. No, no, no. Th- that was actually like no. My parents weren't taking that money. They were like putting that aside for me for sure. That's so. OU money. Yeah, that is OU money. Yeah, nice. There you go. Yeah, man, I feel bad because my uh, <coughs> my winnings went. I went a totally different direction than that. Oh yeah. What you do? Well, you know the the first. <laughs> well, and and I don't know how they did it with yours, but uh, they sent me. I, I was living in an apartment at, uh, at the time. I go to check the mail. I actually want two hundred fifty grand. Two hundred fifty thousand, right? and it happened to be my birthday. It was March twenty third, and I go, you know, the little dinky mailboxes you open. There's an envelope. It says Castle Rock Productions, and I thought, well, there's no way this is actual check. There was the check for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I go to Bank of America. The the guy laughs at me. I, I kind of slithered <laughs> across the counter. He's like, "What do you want me to do with this?" So well. Let's start by it having hundreds, a conversation bud. or whatever. Yeah, I got fast fingers. Let's yeah. go. And uh, and so he goes back and gets somebody, and they come out and they start apologizing. Oh, can I get you a glass of water? Oh, or sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they realized that I Roll wasn't full of it, yeah. and uh, because yeah, you know, now they don't do it that way. They annuitize. If you win more than fifty, it's an, an annuitized. Where in my case, I got the full amount, and even though I had some debauchery a little after i got the uh the check lots um <laughs> there uh, you then you had a whole year to then pay the taxes and so because i invested at a good time i made 
in uh, investing what I owed the IRS, which was $67,344. I'll never forget writing that check. So they give you two hundred fifty. A check just, for just a check for two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, I couldn't wow. believe it. Yeah, and I would go down to the bank like it was my check from Taco Bell or whatever. I wonder they, how many uh, people end up in tax problems. Oh, because yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'll pay it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, we'll I was a numbers with CPA guy, so I, I kind of had him sort of take care of all that. But uh, yeah, so but anyway, I yeah, well, I was already done with college, so I guess that's why I was a little different, but. Not as wholesome as maybe <laughs> as other people might have spent it, but uh, had a hell of a lot of fun. Do you, yeah. Do you feel like you still have any of that money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've invested pretty well, and I married well, so that that helps, especially when you're a man of leisure. Yes, of course. It helps a lot. I feel like I want Jeff's life. (laughs) It doesn't suck. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it. All right, um, so here, let's play this other video. You you referenced it, but it's the... Um, which actress played the head cheerleader in the 2000 film Bring It On? So now Dad doesn't believe you? <laughs> yeah, not at all. And you had to take him through the steps on yeah. why it's true. But you knew this? You had seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so oh, yeah. you're locked in. We'd oh. all seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Really? She was yeah. probably in the Spank Bank. So, yeah, right there. She was definitely in the Spank <laughs> I don't think Dad's kidding, right? Oh, watch this. The pressure he puts on you. Boy, he's <laughs> on you. he throws you right on the... Man. Kirsten Dunn's final answer. That Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> <laughs> I love you, son. You're still in the family. Now I love you. <laughs> and, and, like, so one of the... We, you couldn't hear it there, but uh, one of the choices was Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I mixed her up with Sarah Jessica Parker. You know, mm. it's just like a woman with three names. Right. Like, and, uh, you know, so we had like a big watching party at our house, like when this aired. And, you know, they told us, don't tell anybody right. how much you won, yeah. you know. And you, so, to, you both have to sign something. Say, I don't yeah. know if we, yeah, but like, you know, so we had people oh, get, guessing numbers and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but, so I mixed up Jennifer Love Hewitt. I was like, oh, wasn't that the girl on Sex and the City? And my mom, like, when we had our party, was like, he's never watched that show. Like, <laughs> he, like concerned. She, yeah, like, and I hadn't, like, I don't know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the father-son thing, so every every couple had a kid. There was a kid, a little kid. Yeah, from like, like 12 to 15, it was Just because son your first daughter. questions were really easy. It was like, what shape is a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> and then you had to use 50-50. I was disappointed in you guys, and especially your dad, because um, it was from the book out The Outsiders, who was the older brother's name. For Soda so, Pop, right? Yeah, Soda yeah. Pop. I thought every, that's kind of a... Well, and, and my dad says in the question, knows. he never read the book. Mm-hmm. I read that book for school the next year. Like, the that, next year. that was seventh grade reading for me. And yeah. I was just like, when they're like, oh, we're reading The Outsiders, I'm like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> but uh, we you didn't had a use, blow a fifty-fifty. We didn't. No, no, we didn't use the fifty-fifty oh, on that did. one. No, 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 no. The fifty-fifty. Okay. That was like another moment where um, 
you know, I, me and Regis kind of had a, a back and forth, not like, you know, butting heads or anything, but, um, you know, they, I don't know if my dad, again, if he had asked them, it probably was my dad asking, knowing him, um, asking the producers, cause you guys recently played like the Norm McDonald clip, I think where yeah. Norm says, <laughs> I know if I say it's between a and B and I use my 50, yeah. 50, a and B are going to be the, the ones left. Ones, yeah. And that's exactly what happened to him. And so I think my dad asked them, like, hey, how, how does this work? Like, should we not say what we're thinking it is? And the lady said, and again, you know, who knows if this is true, but what she told us was, mm-hmm. no, the way it works is it's like a, a poll, you know, they ask X amount of people yeah, this question, and, it, and it's like... <laughs> The two answers that are left are the right answer and the second most guessed answer. Ah. And so... So it is trying to make it tough. Right. And so the one that we used it on was about um, the Ephesians. Yeah, yeah. Like Turkey. It was like Turkey, Iraq, Kuwait, and maybe Saudi Arabia or something. Syria. Syria, that's right. And so... um, So we used 50-50 on that, and it was between... Turkey, which is obviously a huge country, Kuwait, very small. And my dad's like, oh, it's got to be Turkey. And then that's when I bring up what that lady told us, like, hey, why would Kuwait be there? Why why would they be, you know, why would people be guessing Kuwait? It's a small country. And Regis is like, what are you talking about? And I was like, listen, man, I'm like, this is what she told us when... You're a smart kid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Regis was like... Austin, I've been doing this for years. You and I switch seats. Like you, you have this more figured out than I do, and I was wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> it, were it, wrong. It was but Turkey, still. but like the reasoning I felt was pretty sound. And um, but yeah, luckily my dad trusted his gut on that one. When they were going over biography too, they were saying you tested well. And some were you in Duke Tip? I think that's what it was called. Oh, okay, my daughter was in Duke Tip. She d- did you travel? Or no? I, no, I never, go I never signed up for center? anything for okay. it. Like, I remember, you know, my dad and I went. I think it's a scam a little bit. Yeah, you got to pay money. You have to be kind of smart. Hey, dude, <laughs> it, it, I'm like, you know, I, I'm not an idiot by any means, but I'm like, I'm not like but yeah, some boy genius But it's either, a, hey, so. take this test, and if you place, we will allow you to spend $2,000 hey, That's exactly to go what, to, it, yeah. that's what I was going to say. So it was my like daughter 2, was yeah. allowed. We had something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they were and offering trips to like Australia or something. You're done. Oh, look, you got published in the, <laughs> your poem got published in a book. You could buy this book for. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. $49. So. Would you like to buy a plaque? Yeah, I think we went to one uh, event and realized best, it was best a scam. Number 12 radio show. <laughs> Remember, we were offered, uh, we could have bought a plaque. Sure. Damn. Yeah. Same thing when you get your, uh, your grad degree. They're like, you want to give us $300 to have this framed? Like, oh, really? No. Mm. I don't. We could hang it in the studio, man. Right next to Sinbad. That sounds great. Jake's <laughs> <laughs> graduate. Oh, my gosh. Put it behind you. So. Yeah. Look real official. All right. Well, anything else to get into with this, or should we move on to Joel Corey soon? Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's just kind of cool living through your experiences uh, for a show that we've all watched you know, a million times. Um, no pun intended. Did you say you got recognized from it, Jeff? For <coughs> Did you actually get... You know, you'd be mm-hmm. out, and somebody'd be like, "Hey, wait, well, I you see know, you on the TV? weirdest one too was you know, obviously I lived in the area at the time, and so um, again, this was MySpace. Not that it would have matter whether MySpace, Facebook, whatever, doesn't matter. But I and I'm not saying this. There's no bragging there. 
it, I've just got, I don't know how many messages a day, and some included some uh, photos of... Uh, Talking about nudes. There we go. Oh. Co-eds. It's One a quarter was, of a milli, brother. Come on now. Yeah. That's better than mine. So experience. I go to Baton Rouge, <laughs> wow. of all places, and meet up with this chick oh, at God. some, I don't know, really shitty Cajun restaurant. So someone had DM'd you or something. Yeah, and, DM'd. And you're like, I'll go to Baton Rouge. And I'll go to, to so what the person? hell else do I have to do? Yeah, you know, a man of leisure. What it's am I going to do? a quarter of a million dollars okay. and he's single. Yeah, right? And so He'll we're, pay the taxes we're standing later. at the bar <laughs> at this really shitty Cajun restaurant and I have this family of five come up to me, and I don't even think they, I think they just saw my profile. I don't even know if they saw me straight on. Said, oh my God, you're the millionaire guy. I'm like, holy shit, I'm wearing Louisiana. How is this even possible? Anyway. They got TV they here? They got TV yeah. here? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they knew what that was. Yeah. But so, yeah, a few so. places here and there around the area here. Yeah. Well, how'd well, your experience must, go? I was going to say though, it must be pretty easy to close a deal if you're the guy who had just won two hundred fifty grand. You know, Easier for sure. Yeah. She's, you know, you're. It's kind of like being out with Monica Lewinsky. You're just waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're not the president. Right. Yeah. No. And I've got but, those fast fingers too. But she DM'd you. <laughs> she sent you a naked photo. You know that date's going to go well. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like oh my gosh. Well, she, yeah. Right. <laughs> Will she put out? <laughs> there, there you go. I've not heard that term in I know, but that's yes. certainly what you were thinking at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't have MySpace at the time, but literally for for several years after the fact, I would get random messages on Facebook like maybe a decade after the fact. Unfortunately, it wasn't similar to yours. I was getting messaged by like creepy dudes. old dudes. Oh, like, no. Lou Pearl, Lou type. Yeah, like, oh, hey, you got know, a boy you're such band. A I'm you were such a good looking kid. Like, you really were. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, and I got, I, you know, I, I would get recognized too from time to time. But one that like stood out was, you know, this was pretty soon after it aired. It had been that same summer. I was like on a cruise with my grandpa and my, uh, two other cousins uh he took all three of us and we're sitting at dinner and there's like a family like 25 yards away and just like staring at me <laughs> and I, it's like you know i'm looking i'm like dude this is really weird and like they finally like come up and like i'm i'm so sorry like but were you the, the little kid on who wants to be a millionaire earlier this summer <laughs> i was like yeah it was but so yeah it, it was definitely cool to, to get recognized <laughs> Would have been a lot cooler to be, be single and like you know like older, but you know yeah. it, it was cool. So you guys great. know what Jake feels like now since he always getting recognized. He gets recognized. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'm out there with a jersey with my name on it. And right, <laughs> right. Dumb zone tumbler. They're like Dan Quinn. No. All right. Well, stick around if you want, and if you don't, then uh, you know we are not the boss of you. So thanks for being here, guys. Hey, thanks yeah, for having us. Awesome. Thank you, Absolute Dan, honor. Blake. Especially the dumb zone. Let me ask you something. If I say, hey, I think it may be Madrid or Lisbon, and then the 50-50 comes, it's not going to say Madrid or Lisbon, is it? You don't know. Okay. But there's not a dude in the back going like, no. <laughs> These are locked in. This has been locked in for months. 50-50. Let's do it. Computer, take away two of those wrong answers.
You're listening to The Dumb Zone. Ragdoll cat. All right. Oh. We have uh, Jeff Jones and Austin Waters. They won't leave. They're still no. sitting here with us. I'm uh, squatting. And I'm kind of doing a reset because we have a, a guest on the line, and it's uh, me, Dan, him, Jake, him, Blake. And now we'll welcome a guy who we've uh, had on our show before. He is a former NFL agent, and uh, he's got an awesome podcast, and he writes some awesome articles. His podcast is called Inside the Cap. He is the great Joel Corey. So talk to us. About the all-too-early Cowboys off-season and uh, other things going on. Hi, Joel. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, doing well. What is your fandom growing up? Um, actually, I loved Tony Dorsett as a kid. So I was a Cowboys fan as a kid. Quit being a Cowboys fan when Tom Landry was fired. And as an agent... Did not root for teams, rooted for clients, and rooted against organizations which were difficult to deal with. Okay. But now I have one team that I follow, that's North Carolina basketball. Okay, wait. Uh, so, uh, like, for instance, what organizations might be difficult to deal with, more difficult than others? Uh, we, we had Patriots clients, but I was never a fan of the Patriots. So that was conflicted when we had guys like Troy Brown. Happy to see them win a Super Bowl for them to have success, but really don't want the organization, so it was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, did not like the Cowboys in the heyday uh, because we represented Jimmy Smith, and there's some acrimony there. You know, it's interesting you mentioned this. I just lent uh, Dan uh, the Marvin Miller autobiography. What is your uh, – do you have any sort of – Me- not memory, but like, have you read much about Marvin Miller and and his efforts? Oh, I know who he is. I, I know exactly who he is. That he's been the best union leader that uh, for any uh, player association that I can recall. Um, too bad that the NFLPA doesn't have its own Marvin Miller. Probably should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you think that's because of the length of the careers? Yeah, because in baseball, you had guys who would school the new generation on how things work, so you had union solidarity, and the last CBA was barely ratified. And the big problem is there are two competing interests. The star players have their own agenda, and the rank and file have their own, and you throw dang enough carrots at the rank and file, you can get something to pass which may not be in everyone's best interest. You've seen that in basketball as well. That's how you got salary maximums after the 1997-98 season when you had the lockout. And I know that you wrote something just to, to get to the Cowboys here uh, real quick, that you wrote something that really is similar to what you've told us the last couple times you've talked to us, which is that, with Dak Prescott and his cap number of nearly $60 million next year, he really does kind of have the team over a barrel. And this could not have gone worse uh, heading into this offseason, that the taste in everyone's mouth is so sour. And 
it feels like at some point in the next two months we're going to get the press release that the Cowboys have extended Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'd be surprised that didn't happen. And, and yeah, I get it. That that was a stinker. His stats were misleading. It was all in garbage time. He was thoroughly outplayed by a first-year starter. You're not supposed to, not, not supposed to happen. But that being said, the day that contract was signed, as long as Dak didn't turn into the second coming of Carson Wentz consistently in 2024, there was going to be a reckoning, and he was going to have all the leverage in the world, not only because of the cap number, which is so high because of three restructures where you kick the can down the road to create cap room, um, he's got the no trade clause, and you can't stick a franchise tag or transition tag on him after the se- after the 2024 season. So, the way the contract was structured, it was always set up as long as Dak played reasonably well, and he had the bounce back year from last year when he was throwing interceptions left and right, where he's going to be an MVP finals. Not that people care about that because of the playoff debacle, but that still gives him a ton of leverage. Yeah, and if as you're you just put out an article about Dak too just today I think and uh, yeah, yesterday 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 I apologize but uh, just the whole thought that last time he got the big deal this deal that he's on which is an awesome deal he was coming off an injury and you had no idea how he might perform or how that might affect him going forward so certainly this time. After coming off the regular season, he just threw out there. I, I would think a playoff loss like this is much less to worry about than the injury he had, had that he had. Yeah, that's the point I was going to raise. Good, good point because he he was he became the second highest paid player in the league. It, it changed because other deals were done um, shortly thereafter. But if you were going to make him the second highest paid player in the league coming off of a significant injury then what do you think is going to happen this time around? Um, he took a step forward in the regular season. I don't think this is the old proverbial one step forward, two steps backwards with the playoff game. Um, so if you made the second highest paid player last time, that's currently Justin Herbert at $52.5 million per year. I Todd France, as long as um, that's his agent, Dak empowers Todd France to do what he sees fit. He's going to be asking for the sun, moon, and the stars, notwithstanding the playoff loss. And he's going to insist that Dak becomes the highest-paid player in the league, eclipsing uh, Joe Burrow's $55 million per year. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's shooting for his target number would be 60. Okay, so why does he have him over a barrel, though? When you say he, you know, if he asks for everything he wants, he's going to get it. What, what, are, what are the options, I guess, with the Cowboys here? Well, I... I was when I uh, put a tweet out the other day, which basically Monday reminding people of the setup. I had significant people saying, "Cut it! Let's let's roll with Cooper Rush and Trey Lance." That's crazy. You are not going to cut a guy who is, in most people's opinion, a top ten quarterback, coming off of the best year of his career. There are no good options to do that anyway because you would have $61.915 million of dead money. You could split it up over two years. But in order to do that, you have to use a post-June 1 designation. You have to carry his full $59.45 million cap hit until June 2nd, which defeats the purpose of why you would try to do an extension now 
because you want to lower the cap before March 17th when the roster bonus of $5 million is due because you want to lower the cap number so you'll be able to make some other moves. The no-trade clause means you can't ship them off if you wanted to, and even if you, he did consent to a trade, and you, you would be getting 2024 draft capital back in return, the dead money is $61.915 million because there is no such thing as a post-June 1 designation with the trade. Now, if you were having trouble getting a deal done, you have sticker shock, you have voiding 25 and 2026 contract years in place, the contract has automatic conversion rights, you could kick the can down the road by um, restructuring again, and a maximum restructure would give you almost $22 million in cap room. The problem is if he walked out the door next year, you've got $52.38 million of 2025 debt money. There's no good options here. So is it pay Dak 60 or pay no one 60? You're this around $60 million a year figure keeps coming up. Yeah, well, you're probably going to have to make the highest paid player in the league. Uh, that's Joe Burrow at $55 million. I would see Todd France going, well, the max value of Burrow's contract with the incentives is averages $56.25 million per year. I don't think you get them below that, provided that Dak is letting Todd France do what he wants. Obviously, the agent works for the client, but Dak didn't get the no-trade clause didn't get the provision where you can't restrict him if he plays out his contract, so he's headed to the open market. He didn't get those not to take advantage of him, at least that's my opinion. What if he said he wants a fully guaranteed contract, much like Lamar Jackson was trying for last year? And Deshaun got. Uh, well, if you're going to go the fully guaranteed contract route, then you'd be given a discount on the average. And had things gone well and you were still playing, I could see that being more of a vital option because I was going to write a Dak Prescott article whenever the season ended. I was contemplating that it wasn't going to be until you lose to San Francisco. And then it was going to be give them two options, take it or leave it, $60 million per year, fully guaranteed contract for less than that. I don't think a fully guaranteed – I think that may be a bridge too far. <laughs> What's your opinion right of the, What's your opinion of the job that Todd France did on this deal? Oh, great job, great job. One, the Cowboys made a mistake because they didn't do it when it would have been its, its cheapest, which was when he was heading into his fourth year when he hadn't made any real money. They should have made it the first priority that offseason would have been under thirty five million per year. Then asking for the extra year, which was the big sticking point, wanting five years. Um, Dallas likes new long deals. I'm going to see that probably as an issue with C.D. Lamb um, because we saw um, Diggs do a five-year extension. Had to play on the franchise tag, and then he signed for four. So basically franchise tag plus four new years is five years, but you got that clause in there where you can't franchise them, which effectively means you have to address it in 2024 anyway. So, um Diggs has that you said? I'm sorry. Did you say Diggs has the franchise tag in the in the clause? No, 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 no. I said no. I said Diggs has a five five year. I meant to say five new years on his extension. Okay. In terms of length of contract, Cowboys wanting long long deals. 
Do you think that uh, they're about to make Lamb the highest paid receiver in the league as well? Um, if they well, that's misleading because it's thirty million per year, Tyreek Hill, but that's not real because he's got forty five million in the last year. He's never going to see. So it really was a three year extension at twenty five million per year. So if CD Lamb's trying to say I want thirty, this is going to be a hard deal to do. It's really Cooper Cup, who's slightly under 27. Um, if he does become the highest paid, it'll be short-lived because Justin Jefferson will top it. If I'm C.D. Lamb, I wait for Justin Jefferson and let that deal get in the marketplace. And if I can't beat it, I try to get close to it. What would be <clears throat> it? What would be the uh, argument against? the Cowboys moving a little bit of other money around and just letting Dak play out one more year on his current deal. Like, I know that they're 14 or 15 over right now, but couldn't they just gather another be, year of data? It's going to be closer to 20 once they got uh, everything in place. Over? With the top 51. It's yeah, it's going to be closer to 20. <clears throat> it's depending upon where the cap comes in. So that may be tough, um, but, you know, I'd rather. Yeah, but every do- every dollar that you let's say you do a small restructure, you're adding to the dead money next year if you make him play it out. If you make him if you make him play it out, he might just walk because you don't get good quarterbacks hitting the open market in their prime. The last time we had that was uh, Kirk Cousins, and what happened with Cousins? He became the highest paid player in the league lost his only playoff game and got a fully guaranteed contract. So Todd France would be enticed by that. To put, let's say Dak has a year comparable to this one regular season, and he goes to the open market. What do you think happens then? I guess you're right. He truly has them over a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> we, always thought, we always thought that uh, Zeke – had like the best contract we could ever imagine. Um, and well, I Zeke think, was smart. Yeah, Zeke was smart. I'm a running back. I got a short shelf life. He knew that Emmett was able to get a deal after they started 0-2 as a running back. He he assessed the situation perfectly. They fell off a cliff as soon as he signed his contract. Yeah, yeah, and he had those year ahead rolling guarantees, right? Uh, which always really hemmed the Cowboys up cap wise. Yeah, but then you started you restructured him as well, so you made the uh, dead money worse. That's the Cowboys' way of dealing with things. They're not as extreme as the Saints and now the Eagles, but they restructure a ton of contracts and take a credit card approach to managing the cap, which is going to ultimately be fine in the long run as long as you don't have something like the pandemic where the cap drops precipitously one year. Because if the cap's going to go up at least 8, 9, 10% each year, you should be able to outrun um, kicking a can down the road. $6 million for Zeke next year, by the way. Oh, still off his contract? His Dead cowboy money. deal? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is a good deal. Um, yeah, this stuff is so confusing. And I always think, oh, man, once that guy, oh, look at Aaron Rodgers just signed with the Packers. Well, that ensures he'll be a Packer for the, well, then they can trade it somehow. Well, that contract was structured in a weird way. They had these option bonuses where the longer he stayed, it got worse in terms of the dead money because option bonuses are treated like signing bonus and they're prorated, and he had multiple option bonuses. So getting rid of him 
when they did was the least amount of cap pain they're ever going to have to get rid of him. And it, it worked out because the guy waiting waiting in the wings could actually play, which is another thing which Dallas doesn't have someone that you think could actually be the successor. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance was, was dealt for a reason, and they gave uh, $5 million guaranteed to Sam Donald for a reason. They obviously weren't happy with Lance as the backup. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I thought that was a curious trade that the Cowboys made. Um, what What's uh, Denver going to do with Russell Wilson? Oh, he's gone. The, there's, Sean Payton didn't like him from day one. He inherited him, and you could tell by all his uh, off-season comments that they didn't want him around. But but what's um, what's that monetary? You know, what, what's going to happen there? It seems like he just signed a new. Has his new deal even kicked in? Uh, no, this will be 2024, be the first new year, because they did it with two years left. Um, this is one of the rare instances that if you give up a ton of draft capital for someone, usually the longer you wait to do an extension, the more expensive it is. But this would have been one of the rare instances if you had waited, you'd have been better off. The problem is that, and they got to pull the cord this year because he's got $37 million as base salary next year that's guaranteed for injury that's fully guaranteed like the third or fifth day of the league year. He's got $39 million, um fully guaranteed this year. The no-trade clause, he's not going to do them any favors, so he's probably going to be playing for league minimum someplace because there's an offset to guarantee, which means anything he makes from his new team the Broncos get to recoup to offset their guarantee. So there's no point in him. It's not like he, he doesn't double dip where he gets the $39 million in every dollar from the new deal. So he'll probably sign for league minimum. Uh, the Dolphins get to, not the Dolphins, the Broncos get to offset the $1.121 million, which is his minimum base salary. He's still going to make 39 total, and he'll have to play well to be a starter in 2025. Maybe a cowboy, boys. <laughs> Maybe a cow. Uh, so he would take league minimum from someone just because he'd want to stick it to the Broncos a little more. Like, hey, yeah. No think, let's say let's say he made twenty five million or signed for twenty five million. He's not getting the twenty five million. The guarantee that the Broncos have has an offset. So yeah. he, the Broncos would get to offset the thirty nine million they owe him with the twenty five million, so they'd only right. be on the hook for fourteen. So he has no incentive to make more money unless someone's going to pay him above $39 million, which isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I forgot that the whole injury guarantee thing, that's what caused him to get benched in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah, but the timing of when they came to him, well, he just beat the Chiefs for the first time in forever, and he was starting to look better. So the timing was curious. I, I did think that had they continued to lose, the bye week was when he was getting benched, but they he they didn't cooperate. He played well enough for them to win a couple of games, so I think that plan went out the window. And then, how close are we to uh, Micah Parsons breaking the bank? Actually, you don't have to do him. Um, you didn't do C.D. Lamb after his third year. Um, it's been a mixed bag on when you do or you don't. Zeke forced the Cowboys' hand. Been given his position, he was smart to do that. Tyron Smith got paid after his third year when he signed his extremely long contract, eight eight new years. He ended up playing out all of them. Zach Martin didn't get done until he was heading into his fifth-year option. 
So you've got Micah Parsons making a shade under three million next year. His cap numbers a little over five four. He's going to have a fifth year option in twenty twenty five for twenty. I think it'll be right around twenty three million. Joey Boat, not Joey Nick Bosa, who is the highest paid um, non quarterback at thirty four million per year, got it done when he was heading into the fifth year option. So you don't necessarily have to do Parsons this year. But it, but that's what we're looking at. In in a like. couple years, if CD does get Justin Jefferson money, Parsons does flirt with that Bosa number. Dak is making what we think to be around 60. I mean, is that a viable way to build a roster to just be this top-heavy? No, um, it's not ideal. The Colts used to do it. They were extremely top-heavy during the Manning years because they had Manning, who was up there. Um, Dallas Clark is a tight end. Two receivers that were up there. Uh, Bob Sanders, Dwight Freeney, they were really top-heavy. Folk. Dallas will restructure every contract known to man, so That's they'll keep kicking the can down the road. But you better hit on your draft picks. All right, Joel, when's the last time you talked to Shaq? No, uh, it's been a long time. Long okay. Time. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to check in. What's the Shaq relationship? Didn't Joel tell us oh, once well, that – it, yeah. it was great when I was working with him, but um, when – I started my own company with the head of the football department, then started having um, the contact started decreasing. I believe uh, Joel once told us, and I believe my brother relayed this story to me, and I think we talked about this before, that Shaq had to have a waiver on him at all times because he liked to tase people. Yeah, he was a practical joker, and he was in the office once, and then he'd give me – a thousand dollars to tase me and i'm like nah you better add a few more zeros to that <laughs> and i told leonard my boss about that and, and i was like i think we need to do a waiver he's like yeah just because if he's gonna do <laughs> stuff like that he did get a friend of his to do it for ten thousand dollars who said it wasn't worth it <laughs> really yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Shaq's just a that's big, always what I thought. Like, kid. if I yeah, if you had a billion dollars, would you just do bits with it? Yeah, Shaq does. He also does good stuff. Um, Donates, buys. I've uh, been doing that from day one. He, when he was a rookie, he would make these hospital visits in Orlando to children's hospitals that he didn't want any media there because it wasn't for media consumption. Yeah, because he didn't want the media to see him tasing them kids. All right, well, Joel, thanks a lot, man. You're the best. We'll talk to you again hey, soon. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, there's you, uh, the great Joel Corey. Go check out his podcast and stuff. Read his stuff. Sure. Do things. Great dude. Yeah. Tase him. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, Shaq, do you remember? I think I sent you pictures because when I was at Grapevine Ford. Yeah. This is like a year ago or so. He... Uh, I, I think he like, how, he like bought a family a car or yeah, something. Yeah, somehow it, knew some family was on tough times. He just brought them there yeah. and bought them a vehicle with cash. Yeah. Like, uh, what? It, can you imagine the haggling there? <laughs> it's... Probably pretty low. Yeah. I would imagine. But yeah, no, that was a, a story my brother told me that Joel told him once upon a time in their office that like 
Shaq would just do bits with cash. That's awesome. <laughs> They're like, you need a waiver. Liability is going to be an issue here. <laughs> okay, sports interstitial. Just for Blake to timestamp it. <laughs> Trying to help you out, Blake. I know. Thank you. Trying to help your show. Thank you. Uh, because we have other sports audio, correct? Audio or video? Audio. Um, oh, some video. And you know what? Is attached with video sometimes. <laughs> audio. Yeah, do you want to do Des today? No, let's do it tomorrow. Oh, okay. We've been going a long time. I do want to play you the horns down thing, though. Okay. This is uh, after Texas lost to UCF 77-71 last night. By the way, I know nobody cares, but that's a beast of a conference for college basketball. Oh, yeah. It's... Um what is? Yeah, they're, they're going to beat up on each other. The Big 12. The Big 12. Like, once they added the schools that they added. Yeah, and it'll be, be it'll be better next year when they, the Arizona schools gets, the, gets there. But, I mean, adding Cincinnati and UCF definitely helped. And Houston. And, and Houston is huge. They have Texas at 3, Oak State at 16, Oklahoma at 15, Kansas State at 18, Kansas at 23, uh... I've never heard you talk about college basketball in my life. I'm just saying. Well, let me. You know what? I might even have those rankings wrong. I think it's even better. No, but you're fired up about college basketball. I'm not really fired up about it. It's just like a weird, random offshoot of like football ruling the day. You know. And I think it was worse last year because uh, whenever conference play started in the Big Twelve last year, they pulled all of the teams' strengths of strength of schedules. Eleven of the top twelve were Big Twelve teams. Because the conference was that stacked. Yeah, and I actually got that wrong. I was looking at the wrong ranking. Kansas is 3, Baylor's 9, Tech is 25, BYU's 20, TCU's 19, OU's 15, Boy. Iowa State's 24, and Houston is 5. Were like, you looking at the ladies? No, no, no. I think I was actually looking at like football, <laughs> oh, okay. probably. Do you see the uh, TCU women are having open tryouts? <laughs> yes, we talked about that That's yesterday. Hilarious. No, we didn't talk about the open tryout. Just the fact we just that they're about they... forfeit two games. Yeah. 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 So now they're just trying to get some bodies in there. So, Transition? Yeah. That's what uh, <laughs> Trump says people do, right? Yeah. So UCF beats Texas last night. Blake. And uh, their coach was upset about uh, something that took place in the handshake line. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. Come on. Wait. Hold on. I know. I thought he was going to say that he did the uh, middle finger tickle your palm uh, handshake. <laughs> right. Letting you know that you're available. Now, yeah. Now, when no. the audio starts of him saying, you know, people need to win the right way, do you think he was going towards something positive? <laughs> do you think yeah. they won? Uh, no, you know, uh, I did not know the outcome of the game before I saw this, but I could ascertain it pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> And have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. Oh. You don't do that, you know, because when do you that. do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and mm. it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. Mm. Did you, you win? Know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like, like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's. Oh, so that's court. what happened too. They were yeah. over over celebrating, <laughs> over celebrating yeah. it at uh, bless the mood. What does Aggie uh, Aggie Austin think about this? 
Well, again, he's he oh, I'm sooner. sorry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were trolling me that time. Oh, that's I was right. Like, you threw it. All right. What does uh, sooner Austin think? No, nah, I mean, you know, we were. Have talking. you ever thrown the horns down? That's, oh my I have god! A, I have a shirt with it. I'll, I'll wear it on <laughs> Sunday it to the live stream. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. And would you stop if Texas didn't care? No, we did it before. You know, the entire time I was in college, that was that was a thing. And then I feel like in the past few years. It became this huge deal. You know, they started doing the penalties during the games. Like Tom it, Herman went a long way for this. It's dude, like he's the one who really was like, uh-uh. It's just Will Greer. the softest thing ever. I, I don't understand why they get so butthurt about it. And to your point, if you're getting butthurt about it, you think the people that they play next and kick their ass, like they're not going to do that. Yeah, like yeah. you're just making it worse for yeah. yourself. So, you know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down, like, like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's <laughs> home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. We don't you walk know, so on the logo. That's what I was angry about. And I was letting those guys know you don't do that. Mm-mm. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip my head to you. But we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. Mm. Baker planted the flag at Ohio State. That was one of the best Baker OU moments. Like It's incredible. Just kind of like um, tackling T.O. on the star. There is one way you can stop that. Yeah, yeah you got to win. You have to stop yeah. them from scoring. Or Yeah. And for UCF to go into Austin and win, that is a huge moment for their program. You don't expect them to act a little wild when they won? Come I on. just think it's... it's guy sounds very old. He does sound very old. He's, I don't believe he's actually that old, but uh, I think he was just spent. Yeah, coaches are older than their age, usually. Very much so, yeah. yeah. You remember how Rodney Terry became the coach at Texas? Well, I mean, Chris, Chris uh, Beard oh, beat that The other guy. Out. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. how? Yeah, he was just one of the assistant coaches and kind of earned the job. But, I mean, he was only there because Chris Beard what, got in an argument with his wife because she broke his glasses. I mean, come on. <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah. yeah. She's got to be careful with that. She's got to probably get another eye appointment. Yeah, it's an old thing. What is, uh, you know? What's his bit? Did he get hired somewhere? He got hired right away, didn't Ole he? Ole Miss. Not right away, but... Pretty short. It was pretty quick. Yeah, incubation yeah. period, as I recall. They have uh, Chris Beard and Lane Kiffin. Okay, the disgusting like, yeah. brothers. They're just doing bits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything come out of the McCarthy? Did we play McCarthy um, audio? No, we didn't. No, play it. I was just going to play one thing from it um, because the big man, his big old self. He's I, back. He's all big and coaching. Back. I do think. Um, you know, I think they're trying to spin the story now of where McCarthy's job was safe all along. I don't believe that. Because we played audio from Jerry after back-to-back games of we are still taking this one game at a time. That's what I believe. Is just Jerry was just going to wait and see. And we even and said he decided it. after this one game, I've seen enough. This is great. Good to go. Well, I think it's because McCarthy kind of saved his ass here. So... Uh, they ask him, you know, tide's turned, how did you keep your job, whatever. He talks about meeting with Jerry uh, and what that meeting entailed. Uh, it, was a, it was a long meeting. Uh, I think we went uh, probably a little bit past three hours. Uh, we talked about a number of topics. I mean, the first topic was obviously the disappointment um, of the Maybe ending he's... of the season. 
you know, went through all the layers of that. <laughs> um, then we talked about you know, pretty much everything in a football program. Uh, I, I wouldn't view the the, the, the the conversation that way. Um, I think clearly, you know, it started off with the you know peeling back the layers of, of what went wrong and, and the disappointment, um, and and then um, and, you know then and frankly uh, it got to where Jerry and I were one on one. And frankly, you know, the best meetings I have is with Jerry's one on one. I can't. Uh, they're super Get the productive. Yoda and shit out of here. <laughs> is that what he's referring to? You need Fine. you need to corner him. Finally, Stephen left. Yeah, and that's kind of the theme here. Is I got I, I think I got Jerry one on one, and then uh, I just <coughs> begged for my job. I mean, got everyone else out of here. But yeah, he just had a three hour long meeting. It with does Jerry. seem like guys. If Dez would have sat with Jerry one on one, yeah, he would have still been a cowboy. He would yeah. have been released. Yeah. Yes, because it for Jerry. Zeke. Jerry's Jerry loves his people. Jerry treats his people well, and Jerry has trouble saying goodbye. Yeah, and I think that's what happened. Is he got in the room and he saw McCarthy's big old self, <laughs> who'd won a Super Bowl in his building, rode on his back around the office, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slapping him like a horse. <laughs> and he just he felt for him, and his emotions came back like to him, pig. and he forgot all about <laughs> Sunday as the Cowboys were, got trounced, and I think he just made an emotional decision to bring him back. Yeah, I was not as as shocked as everyone else was. I mean, I thought it was weird that they put out a statement, but it seemed like, uh, I mean, even in Joel Corey's article, it's like the shocking decision, you know, to bring back Mike McCarthy. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this was kind of the chalk, right? I don't know, though. I mean, I mean what are they going to do? It'd be a very difficult thing to to get rid of a twelve and five guy. I told you my idea is demote him to offensive coordinator. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. You can't do that. Not viable. I don't understand why you can't do that. Let's be the first. You know, everybody said they couldn't hire Jimmy Johnson too, and he did it. <laughs> okay, well, let's say that hypothetically, um, we had a downturn in ratings during uh, the bad radio era, mm-hmm. and they came to you and they were like, "You're the producer now. Jake's the host." Would you I have mean, been like, that sounds great? I wouldn't have wanted to. You would also, have been like, I want to go somewhere else. It's my paycheck, and I'm under contract. What would I have done? I could have quit, and then I would forego the money. Somebody else will hire you. Don't you think? Um, well, I would have had to sit out for six months, but <laughs> certainly Mike McCarthy would... <laughs> You know, that's why the world of the NFL is a little sure, more fair sometimes. Sure, fair. that's fair. But I just think you, you sometimes discount how important ego is in these professions. I mean, you see it in free agency for sure. Guys will take even a little less elsewhere sometimes just because it's the, the in, indigate, ignic, indignation. There you go. All right. All right. You got All there. Right. Guys. Yeah, you got there. Here right. for me. Yeah. Uh, for... <laughs> You know, of having to take such a massive pay cut or something right. like that. Like even Zeke. They were offering a uh, pay cut, I believe. Eh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We've, we've, but we've had situations like that with sure. before. Sure. No. But uh, they don't have a lot of other options. I, I just feel like the the real thing here is going to be you were at a moment of time in time where there were so many really good head coaching candidates who have done it before, number one, and then really some others. He'd probably never go with the young, hot guy now at this stage of 
the Cowboys and his life, right? Right. But, you know, that's that's going to be the second guess. And I suppose next year, I saw somebody else point this out. I don't know who it was. But I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, Twitter, lot, lots of stuff going on. The thought that Jerry hasn't actually fired a coach since Dave Campo. That Parcells left on his own. Well, I guess they fired Wade Phillips. Yeah, in the middle of the year. Yeah. So that's that that's uh, that is a bad point that I read. But <laughs> Garrett re- let his contract just run out. They never actually fired Garrett. No, they treated him like uh, the, the guy with the stapler in the office or in uh, office space. <laughs> and the same thing might happen Milton. if indeed this happens again next year. It will be just that I don't give him another contract because yeah. the contract's up next year. Yeah, the one thing I saw uh, that I, I agreed with on Twitter was our buddy Tim who said they could go 17-0 or no next year and I will have no confidence heading into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we'll do our streams. We'll have fun. We'll say it's different. We'll drink some beers. I'll write some columns. That's the thing, because they <laughs> were doing matter, all the though. this year's different thing already this year. It's, We've done that. It, we did the, what's what, what's different about this team heading, well, I mean. Got rid of killing more. Yeah, I mean, we're all on the same page, and it's just brotherhood. Backyard, and Texas coast. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Got rid of Zeke. Yeah, they had a lot to point to this year. Yeah, it's going to be weird. That's kind of why I thought I kind of thought they would do something. Yeah, I think we all did. Because they're probably going to be selling. I think Dan Quinn's still going to get a job. I could be wrong, but there are lots of he's interviewing everywhere. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Seattle is the Seattle the the chalk or whatever. That's. Probably it's the one that makes the most sense, yeah. Just because of his his history there and all that kind of stuff. Carroll's still there, I believe. Sort of. Did he get demoted to uh like consultant? consultant. Yeah. Consultant. Or is that was that a mutual thing or they were gonna fire him and said, Hey, this could help us save face? And I don't know the specifics on that one. I think he got demoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh I saw somebody allege that Belichick's going to Atlanta. And I don't inter- understand that at all. They interviewed him. I know they interviewed him, but... I thought it was Oakland. I just don't... I, I, I would have to think, like, this is a perfect situation for Belichick that's already kind of ready-made. He can go ahead and win enough games in the next two years to, you know, take down Shula's record. Got to deal with the Yodeling kid, though. <laughs> Got to deal with the Yodeling kid. I'd like to know... If there was any back-channel communications, we'll never know. No, we won't. We will never know if they met on the uh, the tarmac. Got him out on the Bravo. Yeah. I kind of think there was. You don't think Jerry's covering every base? Well, maybe not. Let's do the news. All right. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Move this thing along. All right. I'm going to pick up the kid at 3.30. With oh, okay. Carroll High School evacuated yesterday after a bomb threat. What do you know about this, Dan? I know that my wife didn't get home till 7 o'clock. Whoa. So, a little bonus. <laughs> Did you call it in? <laughs> <laughs> on one hand, a bonus. On the other hand, a 
I got to hear all about it. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. it was such a big thing. Um, yeah, she works for that school. And uh, just said, you know, everybody had to, like, immediately get outside. And it's a huge, just cluster F because it wasn't a drill. And so, you know, people didn't have their coats and bags and stuff. And, like, it was a, just a huge ordeal getting back in. And people were, they had to evacuate and just leave. And so people were coming back as late as 7 p.m., like, getting their, their stuff, stuff that yeah. was still there. Or their cars or whatever. So she just said it was mayhem. But I don't know what happened exactly. There are scant amount of details here. It just says an anonymous tip was received through the stop it alert. I don't know what that is. I was hoping you would. Do you think you should uh, like have to carry a charge for the rest of your life if you call in a bomb threat at your school when you're like 15? Were we on the air or off talking about dumb things kids do? Just like earlier today. That was today. Yeah. On the Uh, air. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not, you are not the person you were at Pumpkins and mailboxes. Yeah. Like, you're nothing close to it, I would guess. Certainly not. Like, and I think I'm a moron now. I was a a complete imbecile. (laughs) Yeah. When I was 15. So, wouldn't that be tough to carry that? Yeah, I mean, for me, pre-Columbine, it was always like the uh, the fire alarm. Like, you would hear that if you pulled the fire alarm, like, dude, that's on your record. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared touching it. Oh, yeah. Just being even being around it. Yeah. I was always skeptical that it even worked. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever hear about, like, people that have... They put fake fire alarm up to get around the regulators like or something. Passcode. No, yeah. I've not heard of that. Oh. Do you think fire alarms are old technology? Like, why do we still need those? Something on the wall that you pull when there's a fire, when you could just make a phone call now. Yeah, and you're like, I'm on fire. Yeah. I don't have time to get over here to this thing. I'm burning. It just seems <laughs> really outdated. When's the last time I mean, one was put to good use? But you're do- you're doing it for everybody in the school, not for the fire department to be alerted. All right. Like Boy, you defeated that point pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember just it's just a little box on the wall, and it's got a little <laughs> plastic thing that makes sure no one's like hasn't broken the seal or whatever. But yeah, you're right. I guess it does trigger an alarm. For do the you have a uh, like a red yeah a readily available uh, fire extinguisher in your home? When we first moved in, I remember we did make sure that we did, like, at least one under the sink. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I have zero idea if that's still there. Do they go bad? I think they do. I think they probably do. We got a hose outside. That's not going to help. Do you have? Yeah, I think it's a few years old. And I think it was grade school based because, like, the kid had a pride. Like, they had to go home and make sure they could identify. And then, yeah, yeah. so it kind of makes you grade school. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this seems great. They're kind of making little spies because they also yeah. came in and told us uh, 
like the certain smells of drugs. Mm. How'd that work out for you? It. I just do remember once when they came back from, like, they took a trip, the uh, the wife and two kids, and they came back. And um, they did identify, they said they thought a skunk or something was dead in the garage. <laughs> and, you know, my place, uh, this is our old house, I think, and it was right off the garage was my... Stash. My room. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like... And I think they might have put that together at one point where they said uh, marijuana will smell like a skunk. And I was like, it does? I don't know, man. That's crazy. I've never smelt it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. But then, yeah, then they come home and they're like, let's identify the escape routes if there's a fire and this and that. I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Like, do you have a ladder for the uh, the uh, second floor? What are you from? Like public no. works? Yeah. So we had to have like a put a rope ladder that was in the you know Ava's closet and all this kind of stuff. When it's just like, look, the odds are it's just not going to burn down, right? We're going to be, be fine. fine. Yeah. So we did this story the other day on the lost episode, um, but we're going to do it again, just because it's near and dear to our heart. Which is that uh, all the funny highway signs are going away. <laughs> this is Blake's favorite bit. I know. We will no longer have horns up, phones down, it can wait. Or only Rudolph should drive lit. Now, is this a national thing? It is. Okay, I thought it was Texas only. No. The well, Federal Highway Administration issued a new uh, manual that said that they need to be, quote, simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear, as well as relevant, uh, relevant to the road user on the roadway on which the message is displayed. What happened is Texas got the rest of the country in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Do you think we're the highest percentage of bits? Yes. Hocus sure. Pocus, drive with focus around holidays, what around Halloween. What on earth is yeah. this one? The sun has riz, the sun is set, and y'all ain't out of Texas yet. Yeah. We ruined it for everyone. Yeah. The sun has riz. <laughs> It's got a strong Riz game. <laughs> Shut up. What? Oh, this is the one that started Dan. Santa's coming. Have you been a good driver? Only yeah. reindeer can fly. Watch your speed. Cobble, cobble, go easy on the throttle. <laughs> okay, that was the cum joke. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the lost episode cum joke was Santa's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a towel or something, but it was. It, <laughs> but it's not. It didn't it has fit car related. Yeah, it didn't fit our. Yeah. Nope. Narr- it was. It was so. Which makes it barely a joke. Oh. Yeah. I guess just the shock of the word come. <laughs> of of the the visual, of Santa coming. <laughs> Jeez. Gobble gobble, go easy on the throttle. <laughs> when would they put that up? Uh, Valentine's. <laughs> so yeah it's over ruined it for everyone it's Valentine's Day Santa's coming new year All new up. you use your blinker yeah see now this is a, that's a subjective rule too I know who says like who says these aren't direct and to the point is it an issue of and what will happen 
that they think you're that breaking you're, a federal law. You, is it an issue of they think if you look at it, you're going to be just laughing so hard you'll demolish your car? Because you'll be so distracted by the comedy. Who's to say? <laughs> really? What's a uh, worse federal offense? Mailbox or like, yeah, mailbox or writing comedy on. Comedy. <laughs> Boy, it'd be great like to have. Uh, we're gonna our our guest uh, text administrator is Shane Gillis this week, and and everything is Shane Gillis related. Like all stuff he's he's posted on there. That would be great. Call me. All right, I'm just going to start this last story with a headline. Okay? And I've read a couple of different accounts of this, and I'm still a little bit confused. Naked man beat Fort Worth delivery driver to death with firewood, court docs say. A Fort Worth delivery driver was killed by a naked man who beat him to death with the firewood he was delivering. 27-year-old suspect now in jail and charged with murder. Don't think you could kill me with firewood. Yeah. I think I could st- I could thwart that. Yeah, you'd have to be already tied up and in a chair or something, and I just keep yeah. bludgeoning you. Yeah. yeah Victim but if was you're dropping... Just, you're sitting there, you're doing the show, you're doing the news, and someone hits you with a stump. Wouldn't you're happen. caught off guard. No way. That guy's just doing his job. I would hear it coming. You just drop the firewood off, and then you're thinking, oh, a naked guy, i got to get out of here. You turn around, and he hits you over the head. But the weird thing is, is that the guy who was killed was the guy delivering the firewood. That's what I'm saying. He probably dropped at the door and tried to get out of there. And the guy's the just naked doing thing his job. Is, the naked thing is... He's got, a, he's got pods in. He can't hear. The naked thing is a, is a pro for an assailant. Or yeah. a defender, yeah. really. Yeah. I've always said that. That's true. <laughs> That's why it would be tough to home invade Dan. And me about half the time. Because I'd hop out of bed and I'm naked? Yeah, you don't want any part of that. And the guy's laughing. (laughs) A little tiny wiener. Yeah. He's miming a magnifying glass. (laughs) Looking at my wife like, hey, you want a real man here? Definitely some wood jokes there. Very nice. I do think that if you get up in the middle of the night and you need to like case your perimeter doing it nude is the way to do it yeah case your perimeter like walk around the house yeah like if you need like if you hear something and you're like all right i need to go go around the hole you've done that uh i've definitely done it okay because recently i had to get up and i can't remember but i i had to i fired on the shorts don't i don't, I don't just walk <laughs> downstairs <laughs> naked i do well i mean i don't have yeah this palace right no he <laughs> You have simply one story. <laughs> now, here's the problem. When you are in the age where the kid might occasionally get in bed. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Now you're like, ugh. I need to get up and put underwear on. Because then you have a CFNM situation. <laughs> you're talking about my daughter. I'm just saying she would be a closed female. A clothed female. And you would be a naked man. Now, there doesn't have to be any more... Activity? Yeah, I mean, I'm just stating a fact. Uh Uh-huh. And those are facts. And it could have been uh, when I had a kid as well, if you recall. I mean, I still have kids. Yeah, that's that's an area that I think I used to judge you pretty harshly on. What? And like Bob would too. Sleeping nude or showering nude? Showering... I, 
I still, I probably am at shower nude, of course. (laughs) No, no, like I'm, I'm probably like it's been eight or nine months, but like sometimes it's just more efficient for us to both be in the shower at the same time. Yeah, like my wife does it. Right. No, you just there's no. Yeah, she's got her own thing going on. You just run in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't feel weird to me, but when you used to say it, I was like, man, that's. Odd. Like I'd shower and my three-year-old kid is steps yeah, in. Yeah, my daughter's yeah. five, so maybe I'm over the limit. No, I don't know. It's but it, just, it doesn't seem weird to me at all. Right. That's Yes, and I suppose if you don't have kids, then you might... Oh, is that a sex... You can't... There's no sexual thoughts or... No. And the only reason that I do not, it with... Certainly not The only you. reason that I, I put shorts on with the dog is... And that's the, what I was going to go to next. <laughs> the dog is way more interested in like running into me. The kid is, like, over there doing her own thing. Okay, so you do have a big dog. Is it size-based? Because I told you I will pull my dog into the shower to clean him up uh, if he's, you know, messy. And you're like, oh, man, what is that? It's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I said? Uh, Aren't you attracted to the... I mean, look at that. He's a little starfish. All right, that's the news. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) The Dumb Zone News. Hey, babe. Like and subscribe. How long have you been going? It's been a long time. About 2.15. Okay. Let's just do a quickie one of these, then. The Dumb Zone presents... Unless Jeff and Aggie Austin don't want it. Now I'm trolling. (laughs) Now I'm trolling. (laughs) Did you go to college, Jeff? Uh, HCU Wildcat. Ooh, yeah. curfew? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They have strict rules, Dan. Yeah. Who? Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't seem like an Abilene Christian guy. Yeah, I probably don't give the HCU <laughs> vibe. Yeah, no, I'm from Abilene. I born and raised there, and yeah. Yep. So, we're recording this live to videotape. <laughs> on Thursday, January 18th. And right now it's 2.45 and Jake's got a kid to pick up, so we'll get moving. He's got showers to take. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's not like a regular thing. It's just occasionally that's it's a 4.15 it's, it's <laughs> shower. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1976, in, <laughs> it was uh, Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Remember when the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl? What year? This was 1976. Ah. The Steelers beat the Cowboys, becoming the uh, – that was their second Super Bowl win ever. They would win two more in the 70s. Team of the 70s. On this day in 2006, I don't really remember this, Knicks forward Antonio Davis went into the stands during a game yep. because he believed his wife was involved in an altercation with a fan. You remember that? Vaguely, yeah. I remember that he had a quite the rap about him being uh, hot-headed. I think it's great that you have your family members come to watch you play, <laughs> and then you have to have that on your mind as well, worrying about uh, what's going on leave with Leave Riley Curry alone. <laughs> on this day in 2012, Mike, the Texas Rangers signed you Darvish to a $60 million six-year contract. That was pretty cool because when he showed up here, he had a shirt with a big pot leaf on it. For real? Yeah, but like, I don't think 
There's a weird deal that happens, and this is going to sound incredibly racist, but like when you go to, sometimes when you go to other countries, they will like use symbols that we use in America without really like, it's kind of like how they have like Hitler Cafe in like India, you know? You're like, well, we're like not using the swastika anymore. And yeah, he had, he just had a shirt with a pot leaf on it. But it wasn't because he was thought it was cool. Pro herb. No, I don't think he was pro herb. <laughs> uh, Mary Jane, Blake. So I'm talking about doobage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doobage. <laughs> Devil's lettuce. Legalize it. <laughs> On this day in 2013, former New Orleans Mayor Ray Nagin. Oh. Indicted on charges that he had used his office for personal gain, accepting payoffs, free trips, and gratuities from contractors while the city was struggling to recover from the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. I say, what good is being mayor if you can't take a <laughs> no doubt back right? here and there? No doubt. That's what Ray Nagin said. He was convicted and uh, sent to prison. Should have been in Texas. You can get away with that here. Yeah. Birthdays. Today, Gary Trent Jr., 25. <laughs> used to share with his dad. I think his grandpa. Right? His dad shared it with his grandpa. Leonard Fournette, 29. Leo. T. Higgins, 25. Do you know who Dave Bautista is? Of course. The Blue Jay? No, that's Jose Bautista. Dave Bautista. He's the wrestler and actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yes, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Do you know who Ted DiBiase is? Everybody's got a price. (laughs) Yeah. He's the million dollar man. That's right. Is everybody into wrestling except me? Because I would expect you to be on my side of, yes, I'd never watch that stupid stuff. Dude. Somehow you're like... I think the difference between me and you was... My parents got divorced, but my dad would still get me like five days out of the month. Whereas yours really like didn't. It was a weekend bit. But like we were a week every other weekend. So were we, but I mean that's what we did. You'd watch wrestling. Oh, yeah. Okay, well I guess we had different dads. Yeah. I mean I like, feel like you grew up on the attitude era, right? Like, of course the attitude era. Like we didn't have cable and so we only got Smackdown on Thursdays. Of course. Like, me and my brother every Thursday in my parents' room, like, pile-driving each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mom yelling at us. Like I've got video of me pile-driving my brother, for sure. <laughs> no cable. Yeah, it was... Uh, Even with the millionaire money. <laughs> I think that might have actually changed after that. Eh, I don't know. Well, we had, like, like, the super... Like, the one you could just coax plug in first right so like i had like usa and comedy central yeah we had the basic not yeah. like the there was no cable. guide or anything like that but like we had usa and that's what it was on for a long time and then you could just go to blockbuster and rent vhs tapes and it was great kevin costner is 69 also i would just jerk off to like the the female wrestlers a lot is that a big player yeah is that why kids yeah teenage boys are into that yeah especially during as he referenced the attitude era they really sexed it up oh my god i, was, yeah. I think it was shane gillis's podcast the other day they were talking about there was like a storyline with kane raping lita or something there was, was like, yeah I don't remember that. they actually had a wrestler who was just a pimp they had a rape storyline yes <laughs> dude it was they had wild are you interested so. now <laughs> no <laughs> 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 
I'm, I'm just uh, a shocked. <laughs> Kevin Costner, 69. Spare. His <laughs> band played at my brother's bar. I actually recall us uh, promoting that fact when we did our show there. Because it was because of uh, the draft. Draft day. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's review that before. You don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm down, but it's terrible. Comedian Dave Attell, 59. Dude, speaking of having like three cable channels, Insomniac was such a great show. That yeah, was. When I went to visit my brother in New York recently, we went to the Comedy Cellar. He played. He was. And he, sh- he was like, I don't know if you know, but they don't like tell you who's showing yeah, yeah. up. And it was the last show of the night, like real late. And he showed up. That's awesome. Super late. I talked to him afterwards. That show was fantastic. Do you remember that, day, uh, Dan? I remember there was a show called that. It was like a man on the street thing where he would just go to like bars at two a.m. outside and just riff. Yeah. With people who were just hammered. And Comedy Central would run it at like 11 o'clock at night. And it was great. I never took it in. It was good. That's what she said. Solid. <laughs> Blow me up, dog. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Been waiting. Like, when's he going to say something? <laughs> Rapper DJ Quick, 54. More of a producer. But yes, a legend. And singer Jonathan Davis is 53. <laughs> Corn. You know who opened for them? Okay. Cream. Didn't we just do this yesterday? Hole. Hole did, yes. <laughs> what do you, we could say that every day. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other one? Bush and Tool. Tool. Yeah. yeah. Bush, Bush Tool. opens Corn. for Tool. Hole. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, born on this day, not alive, Kurt Flood. Ooh, speaking of Marvin Miller. Another reference. I was surprised he didn't say, yes, I've read that book. That Joel Corey wouldn't have just fired that. It fell a little flat. Yeah. I might not have uh, set him up well, properly he knew for who it. he was. Yeah, but I would think if you are an agent, if that's your, I mean, game. he kind of walked me into it with like, I just want to oh, fight yeah, the yeah. team. Yeah, no, I thought it was a fantastic question. Thank you, I appreciate it. Based on, and then uh, died on this day. <laughs> I'm going to say, the U.S. president who most liked to do it. Ooh, Kennedy. No, because he died. He died on this day in 1862. John Tyler was our 10th uh, president. Tippecanoe. And the reason I say that he might be that, only because he had 15 children. Although perhaps they didn't have a... They didn't have plan B. The rubbers back yep. in. <laughs> yep. I wanted to use another term you probably haven't used in a while. Yep. If ever. But did he not understand how it worked and there's a time that you could like... Pull not, it out, you know. Make that happen. Yeah, and, and also probably no back, for an answer. Say again. He probably didn't take no for an answer either. Uh, so yeah, he might have been a little demanding. Wasn't a lot of, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had those fast fingers. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tie it all up. If you think they let you grab it by their uh, <laughs> this day and age, imagine back then. You had no choice. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Vote him out of office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run and tell the local sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) And probably, I mean. He's workshopping. What was it? No, no, no. This is no joke. Half. Was it half the kids would die? Like in childbirth and all that. Like it was a very high. Yeah. Childbirth mortality rate. Even up to. I mean, my grandma had two kids that died. 
before the age of two, something like that. I believe mine had one. Just the way it was. And uh, what a note! Yeah. What a little pick me up and everything. <laughs> and Jesus. That was today in history. All right, Jeff Austin. Closing remarks. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us, especially on the historic 100th episode. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that, Jake? Well, it's actually 101, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. This one will be the one that counts. Anything? I, You're kind of petering out here. <laughs> no, no, I was... <laughs> the, the dragon's den would be like, if my, you know, like brain, I think, could be, a, you know... A place. A place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, thank you, works. Jake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was, I, we appreciate it. Or we. Why am I saying we? I. Well, there's two of you. Yeah. Right. I think I'm speaking for Austin. But yeah, yeah. Please, please don't. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank guys. you. Good times. Adios, mofo. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.